and liking that, wanting him to be that, just to make a snowflake melt. You're such a hostile piece of shit. All right, we're here. That song is meditation for me. It's very good. It, it gets it, me into my host head. Exactly. It, it, I feel centered when I hear that. I, I reflect on my day, certain things I want to talk about, maybe not talk about. Certain you know? regrets. Yeah, but also just, you know, changes. You know, it's good. It's That's good the last word. Changes. <laughs> it it's is. the last word of the song. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast, everybody. I am Keith Pazel. This is... My podcast. I'm here with Adam Crocious as always. Hello, everyone. How are you doing? Got uh, running really running hot on a Halloween marathon here. It we're is. going back in time because last week we had Halloween H2O, <laughs> and now we're watching the Halloween with Paul Rudd, which is part six. Which is did that come out like in '95? Uh, it came out '95. Same year, Clueless. He did. He probably did that first, and then got his first big role, which was Clueless. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, he's uh, a interesting career trajectory. You know, I, I respect his career. Oh, he's America's buddy. Yeah, he, he's... Uh, People love Paul Rudd. Yeah, he's funny, you know. He, he's, he's got a sense of humor, and he's... A, he's a, I think he's one of those good actors that doesn't have a... He has a, an ego, but he's not completely insane. He's done <laughs> some uh, some dramatic work, too. Absolutely. Absolutely, he has. You know, and you take you don't roll your kick. eyes like even dudes like Steve Carell. Like I like them, and but when they do drama, I'm just kind of like, all right, yeah, <laughs> we get it. You want an Fox Oscar. Catcher was okay. Fox Catcher was yeah. okay. Is that the a lot of these roles? DuPont, Steve Carell, they give him weird teeth. Yeah. He's got weird, <laughs> creepy teeth and all of the like serious ones. Because he's such a funny guy, you need to dress him up to make him look serious. <laughs> well, I'm sure it's like, okay, you're a bit like Peter Sellers. We'll make you look that way, Kirill. I'm sure, they, I'm sure I've had that discussion. But no, but that, that is, uh, he plays uh, DuPont, the DuPont heir, who runs a wrestling camp in Delaware. I lived on the East Coast that summer when that happened. I was interning at Common Cause in the late 80s, trying to get the money out of politics how successful that organization was. Uh, you know, so, you know, Linda Wertheimer's <laughs> Well, that's, husband, that's when people would be like, well, we're still, the mission is still ongoing. Yeah, well, it's just, you know, I mean, it still exists. They're just, they've been steamrolled, you know, so, and just bowled over, like no yeah. one cares, you know. But but I remember that that happened that summer, that whole thing where DuPont killed that dude. He was a huge cokehead. I mean, just, it, it was peering into the fucked up life of a, of a person who was like a true American family. The DuPont family thought of themselves as being like, they were like American royalty. No one ever turns the lights on in these movies before yeah. <laughs> they go down. The power's not out yet. <laughs> Maybe it is because he's got the flashlight, but. <laughs> yeah, this is a common theme in, in your Halloween movies, yeah. you know. And maybe all horror movies, the darkness, because everyone's afraid of the dark. I used to be afraid of the dark. I never... <sighs> when I was... I got over it when I was I wasn't like, afraid of the dark, and maybe this is afraid of the dark. I was afraid of, like, 
other people knowing that my all my lights were out and like a dude looking in my window or something like that. Like I was like, oh, oh if the lights oh. were on, I'd be able to see like or that some like a like Ted Bundy wouldn't jerk off at my window. Yeah. yeah. You ever see the Ted Bundy movie where he fucking the <laughs> opening scene is him Does hearing Ken the Harmon play windows? him? Some someone. Ken Harm, yeah, Ken Harmon from like from St. Elsewhere yeah. and also from uh whatever. But he peers into a, a lady's bedroom and just like fiercely jerks off and he gets caught and shit. Yeah. Oh and it God. was the 80s so they were just like get out of here <laughs> instead of aggressively calling the police. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this is fucking this is drama, man. Just something in the washer is it just, and is dryer. This b- body parts. Something, yeah. <laughs> I love how he has to uh, reach head. in. Why would you reach in at that point? <laughs> it's covered in blood. Yeah, you know. Oh, yeah. Oh, there we go. Exactly. He's going to get it. All right. So uh, yep. I got a flu shot today, Crow. I saw. Okay, yeah, you know. Yeah. Okay, go, go ahead. Good what, what were we going to no, say? No, I've said it before on the show. What? Writing a novelization of Halloween 2. Oh. <laughs> That, like that's that how was into a, Halloween I was from, when I was twelve years old. I would say from the nineties all the way through the mid two thousands, the novelization of a movie was kind of a big oh, byproduct of a movie. Absolutely, it was another way to make some bucks. I remember my mom was just happy I was reading a book because <laughs> I was twelve years old, you know, and I, I would just go outside. Ooh, and play. he exploded! They exploded the, a man. <laughs> oh, they electrocuted. Oh, oh, so it was like a scanner. They electrocuted rip-off? him so hard scanners? that he exploded. Remember the opening scene of Scanner? David Cronenberg made do movies like Eastern Promises and yeah. Uh, oh, Cronenberg's you know, the shit. He made The Fly. Absolutely, but he did uh, uh, scanners with Michael Ironside. And there's a scene where this guy guy his head blows off. <laughs> like, you blow a head up, you know. <laughs> Because Cronenberg made his got his foot in the door through horror, you know, The Brood with Oliver Reed, you know, that's a bad one though. Oh, oh yeah, it came and on then he did the one with the the lead singer from Blondie. Well, he did. Oh, that, that was Videodrome. Yeah, Videodrome. That's actually decent. Yeah, it, but it, weird. James Wood. Oh, it's it's that's extremely only good weird. At, those are one of those movies that's good in hindsight. Like when that came out, they were like, "What the fuck is this?" Oh yeah, I mean, they and were now like, that Cronenberg's like hipster director. Rick and Morty really blew Cronenberg up with his Cronenberg world. Oh yeah, that, like that there's an episode sense. of Rick and Morty where like everything's all fucking mashed together and backwards, and they call it like <laughs> Cronenberg Morty. It's like the Cronenberg world. Well, I mean, his first sort of success, in my opinion, successful mainstream was a Dead Zone with Walken. He he directed Dead and Zone, and that's Walken. the least fucked up of all of his movies. The yeah. Dead Zone's kind of just oh, he predicts the future. He touches things. It's like Meteor yeah. Man. Yeah, you ever see Meteor Man with fucking <laughs> was, uh, was Robert that? Townsend? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hollywood Shuffle. Was yeah, that, that, you were like hipster, hipster collegiate student. If you saw Hollywood Shuffle, like you were like, whoa, you were aware of like black culture or something, you know? If, if you saw Hollywood Shuffle in 1986, you know, dude, I was a. Uh, a gleam in my alcoholic father's eye. <laughs> so, we yeah, we watching. The, I got a flu shot, dude. Oh yeah, yeah, good for you. I was so dreading it. Lead the week leading up to it, like we made the appointment last week. I took off work for it. I was excited that I was gonna yeah. miss work for it. And then I got that same kitty, like, yeah. Oh, this is gonna hurt. Oh, absolutely. Like when I was waking up, because you remember how some shots could be fucked up. Like I remember, sometimes they'll poke your bone oh, yeah. or they'll hit a nerve. And then you get there because I thought it was at like a CVS or something, but it was through the councilman. They're doing free and only in COVID times could you pull up to an outdoor tent where they're just giving flu shots outside and you'd be like, this is fucking dope. Yeah. Yeah. Like I walked up and I was like, this is very much like Vietnam. Yeah. There's an LAPD helicopter flying overhead. (laughs) There's a tent with needles and fucking vaccines. 
the only thing you're missing <laughs> is a guy, song is a guy it. walking around saying that saying that it smells like victory. <laughs> That's what we were what short. What me? Silver spoon to me. <laughs> you get a flu shot, they light off a fucking yellow smoke bomb to let you know you got one more down. A- again, every Vietnam movie, the opening scene Creedence, in baby. Vietnam is CCR. Bound on the bayou, you know. But yeah, it's uh, but good for you. It's smart to do that. You should do that because I tried to. Uh, I'm ter- I'm so terrible at small talk. I no, was trying no, to. No, it's, I, yeah. I got. You have to tell them what arm to shoot it in, and I sit down, and I was just like, "Oh man, I haven't gotten a shot in a long time." And he was just like, "Oh, it's a good year to get one." Yeah, but it's quick. Yeah, it's, and the, the, and it's such a long needle. They fake you out. Like they open it up, and you're like, "Oh, that's." bigger than i remember because my grandma's insulin needles were tiny yeah at some point i remember my grandma used to give herself insulin and she had a big old fupa she used to whip it out at at the table and i would be like how's that getting into your body like it's you're just shooting it into your fat yeah yeah like how how is that piercing through yeah maybe that had something to do with it yeah, 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 of her death. It would be like, mean, ma'am, or? you haven't, you've been shooting insulin into your fupa for the last 40 <laughs> years. You've literally Oof, have no insulin in your God, body. I, I never want to become bi- I diabetic. Yeah. Uh, I well, she wanna... didn't, she missed the pumps. She could have just had a pump. Oof, yeah. My buddy Rick had a pump. Jay Cutler had the pump, the quarterback of the Bears. Was he, do you have, he had childhood diabetes? He was born with it? I don't know. Because there's a distinguished. Whatever our f- country is, you, we eat you into whichever it. one you five know, our, G. Our gives horrific you. diet that we feed people. That was what my grandma had. Yeah, and then they they you fucking developing. would be like, ah, it's just in the it's genetics. That yeah. stuff's all genetics. <laughs> well, it's genetic because we eat fucking meatloaf every meal. Well, it's also you eat yeah a ton of carbs and just drink soda like it's going out of style. Don't drink soda. It's not. Ge- it's don't ge- drink it's genetics because it's evolution. If water is clean. Yeah, you know that's actually. By the way, I, I, and I'm taking. A, we're, we're talking here. Good for you. Got the flu shot. That's smart. That's civic minded. You know? Yeah, I felt good. It was very quick. And you know what? You get the shot. He pulls it out, and then he was just like, "Yeah, does, is that how it used to be?" Because he, like, yeah. he was a dork. He was trying to shoot a yeah. funny line, and then I said the line that I should have started with that could have created so much conversation. I was like, "Oh yeah, that like it's just like I was like I used to get these every week for my allergies." Which I did. Yeah. That's a forgotten part of my life. Every Saturday, I used to have to go get allergy shots. Ugh. And there was this big, fat German broad that would give it to me. <laughs> and Herr Schmidt. I remember. Yeah, sit down, young Pesel. I remember I would fucking. That's my German accent. I would wince every time she gave me the shot. And she'd be like, ah, yes, it burns. Yeah. It burns. But the first few weeks, I was like crippled crying. Like my mom had to show me a toy when it, they gave yeah. me the shot. And because it was one in each arm, I used to have really bad allergies. Like what were you allergic to? Ragweed was really Ooh, big. Yeah, yeah, that, that's, that's a big one. And like cat dander, not the oh, fur, but yeah. the dander. Yep, yep. Uh, but I grew out of them. Once I turned thirteen, my allergies were pretty much done. I remember in sixth grade, it was like the peak. I used to in ragweed season, my eyes would swell up, and, and I'm like shut up. They would shut. get numb. I used to be able to poke my eyeball. Like one day, I. I would have to leave school because my eyes would just get so itchy that then they would water. I couldn't. It was wild. Yeah. It happened in the middle of the night one time and I opened up and my eyes were eye boogered shut. It was like a horror movie. I woke up and I "Ah, ah, ah," 
oh, I couldn't open. I had to like take my eyes and, like, and peel it. and oh, pull them apart. God. Like probably made a little noise. Oh, it like click. ripped like tape. A little and then you have to like rub all that shit out. It was kind of great though. Like it, the relief of like, oh, pulling it apart. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It was great. Get some water there, splash your face. In yeah. It. But yeah, I used man. to have to leave, but I grew out of that shit luckily. But, Good for you. But those shots were a big part of my life. My Every Saturday, someone had to drive me from to what suburban age heights. To what age? Probably from the ages of six, seven, maybe seven or eight until I was like 11. Yeah. Probably. Good for you. A little younger. Few I years. Never, never had allergies. Never had I, I got. I did get an allergy shot in, in my mid-30s. Well, they get they had like the thirty six like they dip those things and then they put the, the the big plastic grid on your forearm. Dude, I'm probably you know full of microchips. And so they did that, and, and I had nothing. But then about four days later, I had a little bit of a reaction on two of the spots. I'm actually allergic to cockroaches and oh. par- and parakeets. Dude, you're gonna be fucked in the apocalypse. You know, yeah. I mean, I I won't be living in uh in it's Central all, America. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's it's that, that you know I, I can't do that. Where, where do I go? I Dude, mean, the test for allergies was way worse than having. I remember when I found out I had to get a shot in each arm every week. I was like, that's a relief. The test was they take these plastic strips and they press them into your back, and it's oh, like it was your back. And they well, and then they because inject you with small. random fucking things. Yep. But if that doesn't work, and it didn't, they they do two lines of nine dots. They poke, 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 little. They draw yep. dots on your arm, and then they take. They puncture it. No, they give you a shot. They shoot fucking pollen and all this. They yep. shoot all these allergens inside of you. Yeah. Eighteen shots I had to get. Boom. I remember booger crying, like they just had my arm, and I was watching another just needle. <gasps> and that's when they truly found out. And I just remember true torture. Like that was a very unintentional moment of abuse where I remember yeah. them being like, like, I remember thinking this is so cruel. Yeah. Like yeah. why, why are you doing this? Yeah. Like why another yeah. one? Why another one? Yeah. 18. Yeah. 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 Holy when you're a kid, fuck. When you're a kid. Yeah. Yeah. God, I'm sorry to hear that, Keith. That, I mean, that, it was that necessary. Kind of brings, but it brings us up to a topic though that we yeah. were going to discuss and I, about embarrassing moments when you're a kid or. Oh, well, cause that Jeffrey Tubin. Old exactly. guy got caught tubing his fucking tugging his tube. Yeah. <laughs> so Jeffrey Tubin is a guy. He's a, a New Yorker head, a New journalist. Yorker journalist. And basically, even some of those VH1, like, I love the 70s things. He's very culturally oh, tuned yeah. in. Like, he's yeah. a talking head on a lot of stuff. We got some fucking IFC lovemaking happening right here. <laughs> so he uh, was doing a Zoom meeting with the New Yorker. And they were doing a two-hour meeting, and they took a seven-minute break. And Jeffrey Tubin decided, <laughs> I got seven minutes. There's a laptop in front of me. Fast internet. Let's look up some pornography. Or who knows? Maybe he yeah. maybe he had, was working what? on a... Pi- Th- Ooh, boobs! See- they show boobs on IFC. There we go. Might have to blur this. That, 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 that's when I... Yeah. <laughs> yeah but yeah, but no, with... Uh, you decided to crank one out. In fact, yeah. as a matter of fact, maybe now, I'll maybe I'll go in the I bathroom. I don't know right if now. he got yeah. caught actually stroking the pain. I yeah. think from what I read, what happened was is post release. He was like <laughs> the meeting started back up, and he went to adjust his screen, and it showed his bare dick. So it was probably post. Probably had a nice little fucking bug dripping from it. <laughs> he had some. <laughs> Didn't even fucking wipe off. 
Yeah, I. Oh, but that's man. it. Like I was, we were pitching a lot of stories off air. I know a lot of people that were, are just like Kevin Hogan when we do Journey into Nerdery is just like, yeah, I'm totally not wearing pants. Like he'll just put a shirt on and zoom. I get fully dressed. I'm yeah, wearing Jordan threes, yeah. jeans, socks, a shirt. Yeah, I'll put on a hat. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. Yep, yep. I don't get the whole like, oh, I'll just throw on a shirt and then my I'll, I'll just have my ball sack sit on this chair <laughs> while I fucking do a fucking podcast. Get out of here. I'm trying to feel alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is your office for crying out loud. Treat it that way. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah I mean, you're not Hugh Hefner walking around in your robe, you know. <laughs> that whole. Uh, uh, yeah, but but uh, watching this. But Halloween. it made me think of like, have yeah, you you I, never I, got caught beating? I've off as a never. Kid been caught jerking off in my life oh wow knock on wood now that Never probably let me, I, now maybe i let have me make I a guess maybe, though i didn't know though let me make a guess yeah were you one of the few of in your friend circle where you're just like you know what i just don't do it that much um like i know some people that are like my friend when we you know when some some boys will watch porn together yeah <clears throat> one of my friends used to be like all right everybody get out because he had to just jerk he had off. to just wait or he would go in the bathroom yeah and we would be like dude why can't you wait yeah like he, go, he couldn't or make an excuse and go that's home. something that a lot of people don't get they don't understand yeah i actually you know to be honest with you uh like i i think maybe i've had less than a handful so to speak of multiple jerk off days in my entire life you know i mean i think there are i was watching wolf of wall street and there's a, a conversation between DiCaprio and, and, and McConaughey. I think McConaughey asks DiCaprio how many times he jerks off a day, you know? And I think he says like three or four times a day. It was like, are you, f- I mean, are you that driven? I think I, that's the point though. Ric Flair would be like, I'm jerking off right now, brother. I think there is something that ties into the sexual drive and the need for greed and money. Obviously, oh, well, very much tied together. Because you know? being greedy probably gives you so many fucking urges where you're like i'm either gonna buy a prostitute and murder her or i'm gonna go in the bathroom and squeeze my dick blue real quick <laughs> it's an aggressive jerk it's a stress ball jerk yeah, yeah. a lot of those stock guys <laughs> squeeze shit real hard yeah yeah exactly. gotta beware <laughs> just to have the release so you can like you know you're relieving the tension of living uh-oh mike myers by the way is, is on a killing spree he's killed about three or four people in the they last jumped the gun this is officially where they jump sharks because the beginning of this movie oh, starts... Oh, I think it might have been before this. Well, no, they start... So a cult... Uh, at the end of the fifth one, a dude in black and a like and his two henchmen abduct Jamie Lloyd, the little girl who's the niece of yeah. Michael Myers. Yeah, in, in four. And then this movie starts with them like holding her hostage for six years because this takes place in 95. Yeah. And they inseminate her with Michael Myers' baby. <laughs> so it's like his nephew's son... <laughs> And then Paul Rudd plays the little boy that she would talk to in the fifth one because she's mute in the fifth one. Oh, yeah. And she only talks to the little boy, <laughs> Tommy Lloyd or whatever the fuck. So Paul I, Rudd plays I am him. I'm impressed by your, your remembering of the plot line and, Dude, and then the characters. Old shitty horror <laughs> movies. I've seen seven of the 12 Howling movies. <laughs> Howling Nine's my favorite. Yeah. Did, did you ever. Uh, Halloween Nine? Hollow, Howling. The movie. Oh, Howling. I remember seeing the original Howling. That was like, whoa. That's man. got the, uh, one of the ladies from Friday the 13th is in that, right? Uh, or who's the famous blonde lady? She's like a... God, who was in the original who Howling? Who was her? God, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that, that. That was like a cutting edge thing where special effects started to get better. 
You know, monsters looked different. Like the, the whole transformation sequence, like American Werewolf in London, that was a big thing of like early 80s, late 70s horror. It was like, this is going tra- to... Showing the, trans- day, the transformation. Yeah, like, oh, like skin stretching out. And like the beast within oh. was that. You know? So The Howling got released alongside American Werewolf in London and Wolfen. Oh, I remember Wolfen. Wolfen's actually... I've seen Wolfen recently, little bits and pieces. D. Wallace. Albert... F- oh, yeah. yeah. D. Wallace. She yeah. was in E.T., the mom from E.T. E. Yeah, exactly. And Critters. Yep. And Cujo. Yep. And the original Hills Have Eyes, which I've never seen. Uh, I've seen that. Long, the, long The remake's ago. great. And what I like about the remake is it's Wes Craven. Like, Wes Craven made the old one, and then he got famous and remade his fucking... Oh, interesting. Garbage movie. Interesting. About nuclear war fucking tards in the <laughs> desert. <laughs> Isn't Wes Craven, uh, he's, uh, he, anyway. Yeah. So you he, never got caught tugging. Never got caught masturbating. I remember. Never got caught masturbating. I remember the one time I truly got caught. I'm sure there have been times where I left the bathroom and then someone walked in after and was just like, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. It smells like vinegar in here. Uh, <laughs> But one time, so I Are you used jerking to, off with vinegar. Is it uh, just hey on some fries? Yeah. It smells like bleach vinegar in here. God. The smell of semen. Yeah, you did. You grew up in a, in a trailer park. There was obviously nuclear waste around somewhere. I didn't grow up in a when trailer park. Ma- I grew up in the suburbs. Seed. Grew up in a house with my grandparents. Uh, but I'm sure there were times where they knew. Yeah. But like, didn't catch me. The one time I got truly caught, I was. I used to. I found my stepdad's porn VHSs. He had like stacks of tapes they were like behind this wall of vh he had a whole drawer that was just full of vhs's yeah and there was like this wall where you pull back a couple and you're like oh man yeah they're it, like all back here yeah yeah it, it, it's like finding gold not even when you're hidden. when you're a little boy you find Written porn, on the side it's like it finding gold back in the memorex days where you'd have the sticker and you would write yes. like debbie does dallas absolutely absolutely he yes. had just hours Eight-hour tapes. He was fucking going EP on this motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. Not doing standard SLP, SP (laughs) speed. He was going EP to get the full eight hours of the tape. (laughs) That was the big trick. A lot of people didn't know that. If you set it to SP accidentally, that's you... you record an hour show oh, and you'd be like why is it the whole side no vcrs used to have speeds where it was oh, sp yeah. slp ep yeah and if you did sp that was fast that would do like instead of an hour two hours aside it would do like the whole tape would be an hour it would just do it fast and the adv- oh, okay 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 so i would watch these porn tapes these vhs's <laughs> and i would do it in the morning before school because i would be alone for like an hour. My mom would go to work because she taught at the high school. My stepdad was gone by four in the morning. Yeah. He was out. So for about an hour, I would just chill. Uh, what time? One time? Wait, four to five? 6.30 to 7.15 usually. Between who coming home and who coming home? No, you, this is coming? in the morning. Oh, okay. Before school. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, my libido Because my, mi- my middle school was uh, like down the block. It took me five minutes to walk to school. Yeah. So exactly. I would the school started at seven thirty, I left at seven fifteen. Yeah, exactly. Got um, there in plenty of time. So I thought I was slick. I would fucking rewind the tape where it still was, put it back in its spot. <clears throat> this yeah. is where I was a bad move and a gross move. <laughs> I was not using Kleenex to wipe up. <laughs> there was a comforter on the couch. <laughs> oh man. It was huge. I didn't think it was like... Yeah, yeah. It was going to be obvious yeah. where, where your man seed was. So I remember I was, taking a, I was taking a bath one I night. I judge you. I was taking a bath one night. <laughs> and 
I was laying in it and I hear him scream about something. I hear him go, not on my blanket. <laughs> and I, I sunk into the tub because I was like, well, this is happening. Yeah. Like, <laughs> here we here we go. I got to deal. I got to ride this one out. I got to go downstairs. Busted. Yeah. So I remember like, all right, you're not going to, I'm not going to say anything to them when I leave this bathroom, but yeah, they're either going to immediately say something to me. And I remember my mom being like, just like trying to be like, who cares? Not who cares, but like, don't, don't call him out on it. Yeah. Like just acknowledge that it happened. Cause I, like, yeah, but he wasn't having it. So your, your, your stepfather sounded like a real asshole. Yeah. He just was like a military guy. He yeah. was like a general. He was yeah. like really 1940s. Did it help you at all in any way? No, I, this, I wasn't as embarrassed cause I kind of knew like, yeah, I shouldn't wipe cum on a blanket. Yeah. Yeah. But it was just the way he went about it. Like, be a little bit more discreet he like stormed downstairs and like kicked my door open and threw a box of kleenex at me and was like if you're gonna spank your monkey do it with this and i was just like all right like i i remember just i remember sitting in my room quietly for the next hour being like huh i didn't i didn't envision it going that way usually you have a talk or give advice and be like this is normal it's not normal to wipe it on the blanket yeah like try and be humorous he was very much like you upset with agent you. pile like the full metal jacket yeah you yeah, watch come on my blanket you scum yeah. like that type of shit yeah it's like my mom said years later his parents died when he was 10 years old yeah so he didn't grow up with any sort of warmth yeah he had to raise him and his brother had to raise themselves from the time they were fucking yep. 12 years old yep. they yep. grew up in the 50s when fucking blacks yeah. were gross yeah absolutely. and like it, so they have just a fucked up version of like yeah. how you raise people yeah like you don't yeah. coddle little boys you fucking tell them that yeah snap out of it be a big snap out of it guy yeah yeah exactly well that's very much uh again that that was the dominant philosophy and i'll go back to it, it all comes back to trump <laughs> That it's that power of positive thinking in the sense of uh, the emotions of just like sadness, hurt, pain, which is part of the continuum of being a human being. It's just there is not time to have those emotions. It is all just about the goal and the thing at hand and reaching that. So those other things are superfluous. They don't mean anything, which is like not a good way to actually you're not being a whole human being. If you're suppressing or dismissing the fact that those feelings are actually real. Now, here's even the thing, too. So it sounds very shame based. When he was throwing, (laughs) he wasn't trying to, though. Like, he even giggled a little bit. Like, he actually didn't, like, he wasn't upset at me. He just went about it very, like, poorly. Here's Kleenex, use this. And then I remember him kind of, he was using a very, like, almost laughing it off kind of tone. But it was just so, like, clear cut like he still kind of wanted to make me feel like ashamed not or just yeah. like you did you did something wrong like like yeah. it's normal what you did but it, like you're still in trouble like yeah. i think in his head he was like you can't not be in trouble for this yeah, yeah. like you're i have to make you feel so you'll never do this again yeah like yeah. that's old school parenting Absolutely. you scar so you never do this again yeah <laughs> i remember my best friend's stepdad rest in peace he actually was a, a decent guy for what he had to put up with four fucking physically violent brothers oh. fucking 
oh, with man. each other. That oh, just, yeah, yeah. And they're all hilarious, so they just mouth off all the time. Yeah, like, that's exactly. a handful to deal with. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure his, his father had to throw a few punches. Whenever we he used to. Punches, well, he was you know? the stepdad, too. So And his their dad was insane, so he just had a lot on his shoulders. Yeah. So when we would fuck up and fight with each other, we would apologize, and he would be like, if you were sorry, you wouldn't have done it in the first place. Like, that's an old school attitude of like, if you were, I remember even thinking at the time, like, well, like I get what you're saying, but that doesn't make sense. I, it doesn't make sense to me. So he would always say that all the time. If you were fucking sorry, you wouldn't have done it in the first place. No, no. You did something impulsively. Because I think by him saying like, if you know you have to be sorry, then you know what you did is wrong. So then you you should have like then you know no no you don't always know what you do is wrong yeah you, you see the results of your actions well you a realize, lot of times no, what we were that. doing was we were throwing pop cans full of water at our my best friend's little brother's head so <laughs> you can't really apologize your way out of that yeah yeah no I uh yeah. one of the best stories fucking he beat. My best friend Wesley we used to fucking pummel his little brother Alex, <laughs> and he got in trouble for it one day, and it was something minor. He like slapped him in the face in front of yeah. the parents, <clears throat> yeah. and then they were like, "You're grounded," and he ran into the garage, and they were like, "What are you doing?" And he goes, "If I'm getting grounded for that, I'm hitting this fucker with a shovel." And he fucking <laughs> just went in and was like, "If you're grounding me for that, then I'm gonna beat the fuck out of him." Yeah, <laughs> it had like the opposite effect of what it yeah. was supposed to do. That's hilarious. And then yep. one day he shot the he shot the hose in the house through the screen of the fucking of the w- front yeah. window. Yeah. yeah, the big bay window. Yeah. That was a big ordeal. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. This is, those are like Huck Finn moments. Yeah, those are the <laughs> moments where you're just like, okay, yes. If I was sorry, I wouldn't have done that. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, but yeah. For me, I, I just think about the, the thing that hit, hit a nerve for me talking about beating up the younger kid. I mean, my brother. When I look back, my brother was abusive. I couldn't admit this for a long time, but he was just abusive to me. You know, my earliest memory is him trying to suffocate me to death. I mean, he put his hands over my nose and my mouth when I was three years old. My dad had something and similar. And I did that a lot. Like, he said doing it repeatedly over and over again. Now, my That's dad's, kind of weird. Isn't that weird? My dad's that weird? interpretation of this, I think, is different. That is weird. Because my dad had something similar. And did it repeatedly. No, this was one thing. So my no, but my aunt. Oh, I know your brothers. Yeah. 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 So my dad's sisters t- used to like play cowboys and Indians or whatever the fuck. Yeah. And it was a game where like you're going to play the victim. So you're tied up behind the couch and we're going to like save you. And yeah, yeah, exactly. They tied him up behind the couch. And I remember they couldn't like untie him. Like it was hard for them to like. So my aunt had to get a knife and cut him out. Yeah. And he was so young, he thought like, oh, they're trying to kill me. Yeah. And I remember as a kid him telling me this story being like, yeah, they tried to fucking kill me one day. And yeah. like for years he would tell this story. And then I remember he told it at like Thanksgiving and they were like, what? Yeah. They were like, we were trying to cut you free. You just were freaking out. And ever since that day, you've said we were trying to fucking hurt you. Yeah. And we weren't. Yep. Yep. Uh, it's interesting. That obviously was an early trauma for your father. Yeah, yeah the, the, there, there's a, a dent happened there. You know what I mean? Like that. That, that was. Uh, I think for me, and what I recall is my brother putting his knees on my, his knees on my shoulders. The Floyd. And, we and, call that the Floyd. And, and then covering my nose and my mouth with, with his hands. And then when he'd see I was, when I was struggling to breathe, he'd pull his hands away. I catch a couple of breaths, and then he'd do it again. And I, I, I struggle with, and he pulled his hands away, and, and and then he would do that repeatedly over and over again. Isn't that yeah? That's torture? a little fucked up. That's is, torture. Isn't that torture? 
You that's know? waterboarding. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and I remember that happening. That, that was my earliest memories. So it's like, you know, I used to say, oh, I wasn't abused. And I wasn't abused by my parents. Thank God. I wasn't sexually abused. Thank God. What a mind fuck that would be. I think there needs to be a delineage of stuff that, like, I don't think you were abused, but your parents probably did some, like, unknowingly abusive shit. Well, I mean, I I think, like, you know, you can drive yourself crazy. Like how Bill Maher says one time, like, he was like, my parents sent me to the dentist one time. I rode my bike to the dentist, and at the dentist, I had to get a teeth pulled with no anesthetic. And then they sent me home alone, just with cotton and a swollen mouth. And I went home, and my parents had no problem with that. Yeah, yeah. Like he goes yeah. nowadays, that would be like neglect. Like you let oh, your, yeah, you let your kid yeah. go to the doctor by himself, and you let some stranger just yank his tooth out with no yeah. fucking thing. Yeah, and then just sent him off to go bed, and they'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sixties and seventies parenting was loose. Like he was saying, Much like more loose parents back now. then were just way hardcore about like the things they thought was. I don't yeah. got time. We're fucking. We're ruining the economy. We're ruining the long-term economy. We don't have time to fucking raise our parents. <laughs> yeah, the whole... Uh, but yeah, I, I think about... Yeah, there were certain things... Uh, there was an emotional abuse. There was an emotional abuse. There, there well, was. that's why I think a lot of kids you know, your age... And kind of... I was the tail end of it. Yeah. Kids that were your age. Yeah, yeah. I mean... Yeah. Uh, hey, that was a compliment, dude. You old <laughs> fuck. Take it, take it where you can. Thanks, man. Uh, that's why a lot of your generation fell in love with TV people because a lot of latchkey of like, well, I, oh, I come home and yeah. fucking you, mash is on. The idea of the play date is still to, I'm like, well, I was even so thinking bizarre. And this you know, leads into something sense to me. This leads into something I was thinking earlier. I was thinking a lot about because I watched the news with her because she works from home and I love the weather people and the sports people. And we really have because of how much how easily accessible weather fucking reports are yeah and highlights from sports games yeah you don't need the weatherman oh i know i remember the weatherman used to be like the fucking guy oh jerry and you had specific ones too there were like jerry taft guys yeah we were a tom skilling household he was on wgn Uh, i gotta admit it my dad's roofer friends used to swear up and down that he skilling is the only one in the city of chicago that knows what the fuck he's talking about Oh, uh, tom skilling is a fucking weather genius. He is a weather genius. He my, used to like predict storm. Like he would. Oh, and well, he would like, he would like pop on. They would do like the interrupting fucking Barney for yeah. like the weather report, and yeah. he would like straight up be like, "It's gonna here at this time. It's gonna be here." Yeah, he yeah, severe weather. It. Yeah, absolutely. Or he would say because a lot of times in the Midwest, you'll just wake up and they'll be like, "Ah, the chances are right for severe weather," but Skilling would be like. It's not going to happen. Like he would, he would be honest with you and be yeah. like, the conditions are right, but it's probably looking like we're going to, or he would just be like, no, it's coming. He like he'd also, tell you at seven in the morning, like three o'clock, it's yep. fucking coming. So yep. prepare. Yep. Oh no. He's another thing about him. He had statistics down cold. He would always put like when, when the you know, like cold weather starts and warm weather, the cooling days and the warming days. Like he was great a, a, on a macro trend level. He was completely also on top what I love about too. Tom Skilling. His brother yeah, was Ron jailed Enron. for the Enron Ron scandal. <laughs> well, the thing I heard about Tom, Skilling, I, we always would thought yeah. <laughs> that he does his weather report. <laughs> it's gonna because he talked like this. He kind of had like a Rush Limbaugh type of voice. Yeah, yeah, like we're yeah gonna, absolutely. On Wednesday, it's gonna be sunny. I had nothing to do with that thing. It was just I barely talked to him. Like <laughs> he ends every weather report with just like. And on Friday, we got sunny skies. And my yep. brother is a piece of shit. I had nothing to do with it. <laughs> Simply share a name. That's all that. 
<laughs> yeah, he was uh, he was involved in the Enron scandal. Skilling. What I heard about Skilling is that he is a uh, he's gay and he's not come to terms hey, with it. So and, many and, of and us so got he, that. He uh, he, he uh, dude, baby boomers. <laughs> so many of those baby boomers are probably so gay and just have are so <laughs> repressed they can't let it out. Yeah. At this yeah. point, the brothers are like brothers of baby boomers can't handle it. They're they're just probably to a point where like. Everybody can handle it, but my close family. Yeah. <laughs> so let's just not do this. Yeah. Let's yeah. not do this this Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. Let's wait until a couple uncles fall fall away. <laughs> yeah. No, I I think that, uh, but that it was skilling, and I guess skilling would go on these trips to Alaska that he had like it was like bareback mountain or something. <laughs> also back <laughs> He'd then, go have his dalliances. You know? Also back then, weathermen used to. I remember in Northwest Indiana. They had Harry Volkman. He went to I. We went to some random high school to watch Harry Volkman talk about the weather <laughs> and like meteorology. Yeah, yeah. Well, Where that a was a thing. It was kind still... of like t- local TV people used to go to like fucking Taft High. Yeah, and talk about or or remember like when you would go. I don't know if this was just me. We used to go to this fucking high school that had a full on replica of a house in its gymnasium and you would practice what to do if your house got set on fire wow. they would like fill the house with all this smoke that got you super high it, wow. it like smelled weird <laughs> and they would throw all these orange lights and they had firemen you had to like crawl on the floor and they would heat the doors yeah. to like it was a complete simulation yeah yeah that was actually the same day where fucking old volkman talked yeah, yeah, exactly. Even th- even <laughs> they don't do that anymore. Like, because well, local it, it, politicians used to come to my school and talk all the time. Visklovsky from fucking Indiana <laughs> came to my school one time. Peter Visklovsky, yeah. and I remember I asked him what he did. I read you. Got, everyone got to ask a question in my cafeteria. Also, some dude from the undefeated '72 Dolphins came, and I was completely uninterested. Wow, still <laughs> at his ring. It's like who gives a fuck? So fucking. <laughs> This p- politician comes and I raise my hand and I ask him, so what was your job before you were the governor? Yeah. And I meant like in politics. Yeah. This motherfucker told me he was a paper boy. <laughs> like he meant like, <laughs> like no, like, we're getting crossed up here. I meant like as a kid, were you I in the do? house or something like that? Like yeah, fucking yeah, not, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't mean your 12 year old job. I mean, what did you do immediately? Yeah, How yeah. did you get into this guy? I want your job is what I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Th- that reaction he totally misinterpreted what you were saying. Like, yeah, because he didn't age. think I was I'm, I think he thought like, oh, this second grader means what did I do as a little boy? Yeah, yeah. I'm exactly. like, no, my uncle's yeah. my uncle was the mayor. I know this yep. game, dude. Yeah, this is... How'd you get in? Well, you, you got to use that to... Uh, is he well, because he's walking slowly towards him. You got time. You got time to break <laughs> at, the door. At, he's acting. But they don't Rudd's do that acting. anymore. Local, that, that's where the streaming has killed everything. Yeah, like yeah, that absolutely. Appointment, I watch this person for my weather, and I watch this person for my sports. Like, we got Jamie Maggio in L.A., she does this show called Sports Central at the end of every newscast. It's yeah. like 15 minutes of the Dodger Lakers. And I was telling her, I was like, she's great and she's great at her job, but this segment is irrelevant. Yeah. Everyone knows what happened in the Dodger game. Yeah. But remember when there were people who were like, don't tell me what happened in the game. I'm going to watch it. Oh, absolutely. Fucking, I'm going to watch the that highlights was, on the news. That was my entire television experience until, I don't know, eight years ago, or you, 10 years ago. Or you, you know? taped the game. Absolutely. Yeah. And you, and you watch it later. That to me was like, holy shit, you can do that. That's why, again, like. Uh, for me, why I was so obsessed with NFL films, which I've talked about a million times on the show, is that you know before ESPN, you're you're 
uh, you're peering into the NFL was through NFL films, the game of the week. And you never knew what the game of the week was going to be. It would come out on Wednesday. And it was basically the highlights from a game from the previous Sunday, you know, Cowboys Cardinals. And you didn't know which one it was. And you were hoping that it was so the be game of the team. week was a replay. Oh, no, no, it, it was a highlight reel. It's a 30 minute highlight reel, you know, and then they had the, you know, to so say you that Walter Payton, so you, you know. oh, that was NFL films. I yeah, thought yeah, but yeah, that was like, game of the, it was called game of the week. It was a yeah. segment done by NFL yeah, yeah, yeah. films. You know, coming on. This was like a and you like crossed your fingers, like oh, I hope they oh, show the, the Vikings. The Vikings I hope they show the Bears. The Vikings were there. On? Times where you'd be watching a game, like this game's good. This is going to be on game of the week. Like this, yeah, is, yeah, you, yeah, you, you, you kind of think there was like thirty. There, this is going to be a game of the week. It was always like two or three games from the previous weekend were in competition for it, and you kind of knew if the Vikings maybe were going to be on, you know. But it was, and that's why halftime highlights with Howard Cosell on Monday Night Football were such a big deal. You couldn't just pull it up on your phone. You didn't even have ESPN. You know, I mean, there wasn't highlights to because if you were just, it was all dominated by your local market. You know, so you just got DC sports. You know, in in DC when I lived there. You know, you couldn't get access to everything else. George Michael's Sports Machine that was a a, a W uh, Channel Four, the NBC affiliate of DC. And that was like, you know, those Sunday night shows. They used to have those in the 90s in Chicago. Dick, uh, Dick Versace would do bowl games. They'd have like Craig Ironhead Hayward. <laughs> who were the, who were always the Bears guys on Sunday night recap for, during the football um, season? It's Sean Gale. Oh, well, and it was Tom Waddle for yeah, a while. Yeah, Waddle for a while. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember it being Craig Ironhead Hayward like two years, like in 93, 94. I remember that. But yeah, but yeah, yeah. Who else? Because and does, then is, like is Jeff Joniak did it. No, they still do it. It's fucking but Jeff. No one watches right it. now, it's Jeff Joniak and uh, Tom Thayer. Oh yeah, Thayer from the eighty-five Thayer. Bears offensive. He's line a very man. well-spoken bald guy. Yeah, yeah, very well-spoken. Jiggets, Jiggets still has a bit of a guy. Old Dan Jiggets, his his daughter was the talk of the town because she's like not because Dan Jiggets was a fat fucking oh he used to stay an enormous he looked like his a, suits he looked like a beanbag of a man yeah, it was un, I mean, he's over 400 pounds because the ex-football player played offensive so tackle. Lauren Jiggets you would like became a Bears person too and she's like beautiful yeah so I remember people being like damn yeah what, what I mean I'm sure if Jiggets didn't let himself go maybe he would have been a handsome man <laughs> the jigs but he was I remember he did games. Jiggets, Jiggets was not on the on the uh, '85 Bears. They had gotten rid of that offensive line. They improved the line, you know. And uh, Jiggets did not make it. He made it to the '83 Bears, but not the '85 Bears. He's one of the early, uh, early. Uh, oh yeah, um, you know. He's. I call them the gray face maskers. You always <laughs> know an old NFL team when they had the gray face masks. Yeah, absolutely, man. You know, uh, the Vikings used to have it in the '70s for a while. I'm, I like those old Viking helmets. Uh, that th- that was part. This of the- is so stylized. They do the stylized killing where it's like <laughs> there's a goddamn rave going on while it happened. That's a big '90s thing. The strobe light was yes. a big '90s. Thing. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, <laughs> I remember we, me and my friends. There's a a level in Donkey Kong, the N64 version of Donkey Kong Country, where there's a bunch of lights flashing in the level. And if you pause and unpause the game really fast, it like strobe lights. <laughs> and we were doing that. All night. Yeah. We were like moving in front of the strobe light. Oh, I know. I remember that. When I was 12 those years are old. The, yeah. Those are the lead-ins where if your kid's doing that, they're going to do drugs. <laughs> no, I remember Daniel Kensinger had a strobe light in his bedroom in 1981, and he turned it on, and we were like dancing around, and I was like, this is amazing. It was, I was laughing. It was completely entertaining to me, you know? He also had the clapper. That was like he had this technological clappers. Chia pets were big. <laughs> Chia, I love the room of tubes. 
the the <laughs> steam pipe room. Just, oh, he's pushing him through the caged fucking thing. <laughs> it's always the feat of strength. He can just fucking <laughs> cheese grate your cheese face. Him, he's going to grate his face. He it? just pushes the whole thing through the fucking gate. <laughs> Ungodly strength. Yeah, exactly. You know, oh, I remember like Michael seeing James Halloween Myers. 2 and screaming in the theater. Scream like, oh my, g- get out of there. Like, like yelling at the theater as a 12-year-old boy. <laughs> Being in Halloween 2. I, I, you know, and my, my buddy like, what are you doing? Shut up, Adam. He grabbed a hold of me. Like I, I was being too animated and, and, and emotional, you know. So did you <laughs> I was see, a performer. You know? Have you seen the this new Borat movie yet? I didn't see the movie yet, but did you see Rudy Giuliani got Boratted? Uh, I I did not hear. I heard about it, but I did not see what he, he did. Do. Well, a lot early on, people thought that he would like whip his dick out in front of a girl. So there's this lady that plays. The premise of the movie is that Borat is so famous that he now has to disguise himself. <laughs> So it's Borat playing characters. <clears throat> so there's this one it's a character of the character. Yeah. There you go. yeah. So he pretends to be this fucking conservative lawyer and he gets an interview with Giuliani. And then a girl walks a girl. is like, hey, do you want to get a drink before this? Like come to my room and get a drink. And Giuliani's like, yeah, sure. And then he's like trying to take his mic off. I guess his mic was on his pants. So he lays on the bed and unbuttons his pants to pull the mic off. And right when he does that, Borat runs in and was like, hey. Wow. And Borat says, she's 15. She's too old for you. Get one for yourself. <laughs> Get one for yourself. But when it hit the news, everybody was like, fucking Giuliani beat his dick in front of a girl on Borat. Yeah, and then after yeah. people watched it, they were like, no, I think he was just tucking his shirt in. Yeah, well, that, that's how it But it's still it. hilarious yeah, that he still yeah. gets away with that shit. Yeah, yeah. I... Uh... I remember that wasn't perfected yet when I was younger is the candid camera was as far as it went. Suzanne Summers hosting candid camera before an infomercial was as big well, as I that. thought punked was kind punked of was big yeah. though. But punked yeah. was I was already older. Like punked yeah. was when I was like 12, 13. Yep. yep. Which might be how fucked up my childhood was because when I was 12 or 13, I was like, I'm done growing up. Like, I'm here. <laughs> you are now a fully shaped like, human I don't, being. I didn't think I was an adult, but I was like, I'm not like a kid. Like, I'm not young. I'm like a, I'm getting. Yeah, you, you, you become more sentient. Yeah. You know, the brain is advancing more. Like, I remember know? getting, when I was 12 or 13, being real offended of people being like, you don't have to like back, like hold your tongue around me. Like, yeah, I'm 12. I'm not a kid. Yeah. Like, well, I remember having that thought a lot. Like, I'm 12. I'm not a fucking kid. Yeah. Interesting. Not being acknowledged. Keith, you're revealing so much. Well, this my is a heartfelt was, first My half sister of the was very interesting. So I remember getting really, very, really upset that, like, she always had good grades in school. Yeah. She was three years older, so she could have a better conversation. And I remember going <clears throat> to, like, my family's houses and them talking to her and then just them being like, oh, hey, what's up, Keith? And being like they weren't dismissive of you or, or yeah. just like not. They wanted to know more about the yep. in-depthness. And I remember one day they were like, what's the matter? And I was like, no, like, why doesn't anybody want to like talk to me? Yeah. Like I do yep. stuff. Yep. Like I'm not just a big guy. Hey, big guy. And then they would just kind of like, oh, Jess, how's school? How's this? Like, yeah, they, they inquired about yeah, stuff. Yeah, like I remember yeah. being like, why don't people why doesn't people ask me questions? Yeah. 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 Like I don't just. Interesting. I'm not God, just some fat about kid that. that like you say hi to. Yeah, I, I just God, it's been so long since I said, a fat kid you say hi to. <laughs> God, oh God, what a yeah. I, I didn't. I was thinking about uh, what you were talking about there. It's been so long since I. I think of those kind of those early teen, like twelve to fourteen. It's a tough age. 
Oh, the, the, I remember being like age. this when I was like seven or eight, like a kid, because my sister was like ten or eleven. So I think she they acknowledged like, oh, you're becoming like, you're in your double digits. You're yeah. getting more involved in life. And I remember because I used to hang out with my sister's friends. So I think because I always hung with an old. So I think part of me was like, I hang out with her friends too. Like yeah. I do the same stuff she does. Why are you guys? Yeah. Like, why do you, th- I remember, it's all like of that. Like, why are you treating me like I'm three years old? Yeah. Like, I'm only three years younger than her. We have the same friends. We do the same stuff. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, with me, it was just, I, I think when I look back on my, I had an older brother, there's definitely inner family crap that went on. But when we would go to f- larger family gatherings, we lived on the East Coast, so we didn't make back back to the Midwest very often, probably two or three times a year. I would come back for the summers, too, and go around to a different relative's house, have a relationship with them, you know? But uh, but I was at an age that there I was too young for the the kids my 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 uh, mom's family for them to have kids yet because they were young you know they were in their early twenties they didn't have kids of their own yet and then my brother was older than me and he was sort of more treated like a like a sibling there and then and then I was uh, I was sort of in a weird in between age where there wasn't anyone I was kind of the youngest for about seven or eight years. In my family's, I was always the youngest. Yeah, for, for, well, because my for dad is one of the only Paisels that had kids. Yeah, I think a lot of my uncles are real fucked up from that now. Yeah, like they just, I because it was a big like, th- my grandparents were baby boomers, so they were just like, yeah, you fucking, you get a job, you get married, and you have a litter of fucking kids that you resent. Yeah. And there was six, three brothers, three sisters. My dad is the only one who had kids, of all and he's six? the least successful. Wow. So we had like Christmas is ruled, dude. Yeah. Like I had a lot of uncles and yep. we got all the gifts. Yep. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Is this Rocky one? Two. This is two? Yeah. Yeah. I remember seeing two. You two know he still-, still has the turtles from this movie? Wow. They're really? like, they're in his living room. They're huge turtles. They're like 45 years old. Wow. Talia Shire. They tried to nerd her up, but she's like hot. The, the, the whole, uh, <laughs> Jesus, she gets uh, is just tortured and everything. She oh, gets yeah, fucking well, beaten and called a goomba and fucking <laughs> the Godfather. Yeah, I know. he treats her like shit because he because she likes a dude. Well, the, again, the, this they knew their audience. It, it was ethnic men who whites. hate women. It was ethnic whites in the seventies. Women got knocked around in film. They got knocked around. You ever watch a Burt Reynolds movie from that time or a Clint Eastwood movie? Women get knocked the fuck around, dude. You know, I don't know what movie it is. It's either it's. High Sally, it's Sally Field and Burt Reynolds, and well, is it a, a? I mean, it's got to be Smoking the Bandit, or, yeah. is it, or is it the end? It's one. It might even be Michael Caine and Sally Field, but it's a <laughs> scene a where Sally Field and this it, Burt Reynolds or Michael Caine, either one of them, <laughs> they're laying on top of each other and they're like captured, but they're naked. Yes, and he like. They're like rolling around and she's like, hey, mister, like he slides his dick in her. Yeah. Like yeah. that's the butt of the joke yeah. of like they're they're unwillingly naked together, like tied up. <laughs> and they're like, oh, like, what are we going to do? I think and that's then, the end. And yeah. And it's then it's the quiet end. and she's like, hey. And then he's like, oh, sorry. And then, and then I remember watching that and being like, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it was. That's a little fucked. It, it was. It was loose, man. Things were loose in the seventies. Yeah, that's man. what this caused is... o- Sally Fields osteoporosis. <laughs> it was pre-AIDS. That, that was my first exposure to sexuality. Oh yeah, because uh, she has a miscarriage. Yeah, I remember. This is like Rocky Two still trying to have some drama going on. Look at that. Hair. You can see the elements of here. We go, man. I could afford a hospital. 
Even though it's a month premature. What is it? It's a boy. Holy smoke. Oh, it's, yeah, it's Little Rock. She's had complications. Month premature. It's a month premature. He's already smarter than his father. <laughs> it's also like, now, man, you could be four months premature and possibly survive. That's know? always my favorite meathead defense of when people are like, yes, Rocky's a fucking dumb fuck. And they're like, you know, Stallone's actually a fucking genius. <laughs> He's like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure he's a Mensa member. He inadvert. He just uh, like inadvertently spews like formulas <laughs> it was really hard for him to be this dumb that's how good of an actor he is and how smart he is yeah, yeah no. It's, no he wrote a script that he probably had help writing of course and he fucking was a dick and said i won't let you make this movie unless you let me star in it and that they were like fine this movie's gonna stink <laughs> rocky was <clears> a, I mean, which kind of if you look at these movies and these are where I always defend the term guilty pleasure. That's another hipster thing where people are like, you shouldn't be guilty about stuff you like. These movies are bad. Yeah. Oh, the original Rocky is a good movie still. But even. It's, it's still a movie. It's at yeah, least a movie. It's yes. at least a movie. These other. I mean, three and four. It is. Oh, but a, even when you want to yeah. defend them, like <laughs> I love one of my favorite shows is Smallville. It's a bad show. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoy the fuck out of it. Yeah. It's cheesy. The plots are so hold and heavy handed. Yeah. Uh, it's for children and I'm watching it as an adult. Yeah. Like those are things where you shouldn't let people make you feel bad, but you shouldn't be go being like, hey, did you guys watch fucking Pretty Little Lies last week? <laughs> like you shouldn't be going out being like, hey, you know, I watch. About hey, something? guys, did you watch that show that teen girls watch this week? Because I sure did. Like you should feel guilty about that. Yeah. <laughs> Because you, you have bad taste. You can still, you even if you don't taste. even have to say bad taste, you could just be like, yeah, I kind of like, I like it, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to with Rocky, my friends. You, you feel that way with, about Rocky? Kind of. Yeah, it's a guilty pleasure. We're yeah, like this I'll movie. I'll always watch the original in Rocky. In the sense of like, don't ever come at me with talking about how these are, I don't want to hear the greatest or of yeah. all time anywhere near these fucking movies. Yeah, I know. I know. Rocky won the Oscar. It That's won the Oscar. Insane. It won the Oscar. What else came out? Uh, I think it was uh, it was up against like Network, a couple other movies, but yeah, it won oh, the Network's Oscar. better. Oh yeah, we went over this on an episode before. I yeah, think we went over ago. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oscars. I don't recall. I don't recall what the because uh, in seventy six, seventy seven, uh, Annie Hall won. In See, but that's like a p- p- philosophical like that's a plot driven movie. Yeah, with like fucking good acting and comedy. But but Rocky was very much the he cre- he helped create this genre and it, it was probably always there. But he perfected there not perfected. But he I don't know it built on the you know the the odds you're against the odd type movie you know the against the odds movies that are that 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 is a genre of movie that always gets made. And I'm sure they existed before that time. I'm sure they must have. But he very much like captured that. You know he's just a long shot guy. He's a regular guy. You can relate to him. You know. He's from South Philly. I'm from South Jersey. I, hey, I'm from Bridgeport. I'm from the South Bronx. I relate to it. You know, like, so it was definitely appealing to like urban ethnic whites who didn't leave during white flight. Didn't have the money to leave white during white flight. You know, they still stuck it out in South Philly. I don't know. And let their racism completely consume them. You know. I don't know. I think no. it's the neck. I'm trying to find the. It's okay, man. Award. No problem. <clears throat> we're about at the. We're about at the first half. That's anyway. cool, man. It's all good. No, but but the whole <laughs> yeah, it it beat all the president's men. Network taxi driver. It beat taxi it driver. Beat taxi driver. That's insane. <laughs> That's fucking crazy. People are so dumb. Yeah. Italians are so dumb. 
Because obviously, Taxi Driver is Taxi Driver is one of the greatest movies ever made. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, Bound for Glory is probably better, and I've never oh, even seen that. Yeah, movie. I've heard of Bound for Glory. Yeah, yeah, but th- that that's a list of good movies. I I, I and went I know to Rocky won for screenplay because they were like, man, this guy wrote words. <laughs> wow. Yeah, he won for screenplay, but best original screen screenplay. Uh, no network one actually. Oh, it did. Yeah, and then all the President's Men. All the other good movies won the other shit. They were just like these fucking mobsters got this fucking movie. <laughs> we, have to, we have to pay it out. Yeah. <laughs> or they probably cracked some fucking skulls. God, think of You seven. know, Rocky's going to win Best Picture, right? <laughs> Otherwise, I'm going to break <laughs> your kneecaps. We got to have an Italian hero, and it can't. Yeah, De Niro. What animal head did you put in fucking the head of the Academy, Academy's bed to fucking. Uh, I remember ta- Taxi Driver was talked about. I remember there being a buzz about it when I was like seven or eight years old. I never saw it until I got to college and I was, it blew me away. It was like 70s cinema, raw 70s cinema. It's still a good movie. Yeah. Uh, well, when you think of the first half, the first half of Scorsese's career. I, oh yeah, and then he, he let Albert Brooks be funny in it. In yeah, Taxi and, Driver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that opening scene when he's at, he's talking on the phone with the, his he's like cold calling people for the politics yeah yeah he's exactly. like working for the whatever yeah the palantine yeah. campaign and yeah. uh and he's just like why do we have to fight <laughs> like he's just having this funny conversation with yeah. like a dude who doesn't want to have it well yep i feel like we roll out of the first half here that was a good is little it, first is half okay? is it, is yeah, yeah we're at an hour absolutely 1986 we're at an hour god weren't the 80s so interesting <laughs> they were so much fun All no right. they weren't it was actually uh, anyway. we'll be back for the second half we're gonna reset We'll be back. Keith Pazel's podcast. Yes, we will. 23.8 FM. Talk radio. Wear safety. Watch your step when exiting the bus. As far as they know, I'm a general out of uniform. Sent in on an investigation. All they know. Like that would be yeah. insane if your buddy Chuck just came over one day and was just like, "Did an Interpol guy come to your house and ask about me?" Yeah, I'm sure the whole like. Uh... Okay, we're back from halftime. Yes. By the way, I haven't called this out. You've just heard part five of. I have a nine-minute recording of a crazy guy rambling on a bus, and the breaks for the last four or five weeks have been a minute each of this guy rambling. I go each bus stop. He timed it so well. <laughs> I was so impressed with this guy's chicken. It was cohesive. Yeah, man. Uh, I'll play the whole thing for you, what, you after the, after the episode. There's a good caliber of mental illness out here. It's incredible. It's uh, the, there, There's a lot of mentally it's, ill people. It's the Hollywood of crazy. Yeah. Well, yeah, absolutely. It's you know? the, a lot of these people. We were walking to do laundry one night, <laughs> and there are some people, some crazy broad, like singing opera in the street. Where you're yeah. like, God damn, she's incredible. She really probably came to Los Angeles yeah. to be an opera singer. Yep. And then she got addicted to meth. Yeah. And now she's in front of, now she's at fucking Beverly in third. Just fucking babble, babbling chicken. <laughs> yeah, she's... Because she she's, sings she's great. Down, but, she's at, she's at uh, yeah. She at, sings great. Row, and then the you second know. you walk past her, yeah. she screams, cunt fucker bitch. Fucking yeah! I saw a good homeless fight as I was driving out to visit you today. Good homeless argument between there. There's a homeless man and woman, a couple, I assume. 
that are right on sunset and uh, they're they're collecting a lot of bottles. That's that's kind of their income stream doing that. And they were in a heated exchange. It was uh, disturbing. It was I disturbing will tell you moment, this: you know, living in L.A. kills talking to yourself <clears throat> because yeah. you can't do it. You look like a crazy person. Yeah, and you if you got enough it, rips in your jeans or your shirt's dirty, yeah, it's done. I talk to myself at work all the time. The mask has been terrible for that for me. Yeah. Like it, it's giving you more. Oh, just full on conversations. Almost where yeah. I'm doing hand movements. Yeah, I know. When you start know, doing hand movements, know, that's when you're like, I got to fucking calm down. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, and why I'll relive have, it? Here's yeah. what I'll do. And this might be my own psychosis. Yeah. I'll have like, I'll be at work rolling silverware. And then my boss will come over and give me something to do. And I'll create a separate scenario that didn't happen where like he said something shitty to me and I like was like, what the fuck? And I'll have these weird like fantasy tell offs where I'll be like, yeah, that's what the fuck's your problem, dude? And then and and then I'm like, whoa, dude, like, yeah, yeah. Pump the brakes here. Keith. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. Listen, listen, I think what you're saying. What do they call that? Mental gymnastics. Yeah, yeah. And believe me, I have where I talk to myself. And this was one of the reasons why. Bring I your think, mic into yourself a little bit. When, when you I've might been, have to lift it up and then set it. Yeah. Because it like, yeah. The, uh, you know, I've had uh, girlfriends. They did not like my muttering to myself. They did not find that to be an attractive quality. I can just turn you up. Too. You know, and, and uh, it just it won't stay back. It, right, it's fine. I got gotcha. you. It it's fine. It's time, fine. So it's it fine. But anyway, that's all good. I turned you up. You can leave it it's forward. Okay. But yeah, it just uh, the muttering to yourself. That, that's what I was going to say. What motivates me to do well out here is not the opulence and the success and the fame. Is I don't want to become that. I don't want to be oh, the person yeah. in the street. That's actually it's more the fear of that. It should be more driven by the powers of light in a sense of oh, I want to achieve something. But no, it's like no, I don't want to become that. Yeah, because that could be in the cards too when you're out here. Oh, you know? absolutely. <laughs> you got to be careful. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, yeah. It could, I mean, it, it you can slip in, slip into that, and and that's basically running out, running out of money. It's having not enough affordable housing. It's just there's a whole range of <laughs> how we deal with the with mental illness. The mental illness thing is like, you know, I, I, I think it's spiked. I think it's even worse than it was 20 or 30 years ago. There's more kind of and, and there's not the infrastructure. We don't deal with it well. Well, it's the same, too. They all think they got money in the bank or like, you know, they all think they're part of their crazy story is that like. You know, I got money in the bank. They just won't let me get it out. So I need, you know, I need $20 to get on this bus yeah. so I can get to this deposit box. And then the, they create these fake scenarios because I think in their head to totally not snap, yeah. they have to create like, and there might even be a grain of truth to it. There yeah, might even yeah. be a scenario where like, oh yeah, my great aunt told me when I was 12 that she was going to leave me money. Yeah. And then you start, <clears throat> you're in fucking... Pan yeah. Pacific Park telling people that your great aunt left you fucking four point two million dollars. Yeah. And as long I just gotta catch a bus to Anaheim. Yeah. It's in Orange County at this bank, and I just gotta walk in, you know, yeah. With yeah, you know, just how I look <laughs> with all this shit and yeah. like they'll let me in. And you're just like, Okay, man. Have you seen blue Some people told me that story where I'm like, You look like that could be true. Yeah. Yeah. I'll buy that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the, there's a particular brand of mental illness out here. There's no doubt about it, you know, and, and it's, uh, you know, it's you worry about that because yeah, I'll talk to myself sometimes, you know, and it's like have conversations and it's like, no, you have to uh, keep that in check. That That's a form of trying to deal with anxiety. Oh, it's a form of it's a part of being a regular person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But uh, I think we've gotten I, to I, the I, point where it's people. As long as you're not thinking about murdering and raping people, you're <laughs> like, I'm not crazy. But it's like, no, you have full on conversations with yourself throughout yeah, the yeah. day. You're you've got you need to see somebody. To, to, to me, yeah, it, it's about that. Is about dealing with certain anxieties. Well, it's anxieties. also it happens at places where you're not. We're not allowed to talk to each other at work. Like if we no. group up and have a little conversation, they immediately break it up. It's wild. Ugh. Ugh. That, yeah, that's that's. I yeah. love this movie, by the way. I've been. What is this? Rampage. Oh this yeah, is, yeah. This is where remakes went too far. <laughs> this is a remake of an of arcade the video game, game that I remember liking in '87. Where it's uh, the only premise of the game is you are a gorilla and a- aliens have taken over a city, and you just got to destroy buildings and aliens. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and that is it. And that. They were just like, all right, make that a movie. <laughs> so they had to do that where you have to incorporate it where like Dwayne Johnson raises monkeys. I mean, <laughs> and he, be, he befriends a monkey. The fact that this gets and then paid, a bunch of like chemical things fall to earth like a like you. It looks like a meteorite. Yeah, but it's these boxes that spray green mist at the animals and it makes them rabid. But Dwayne well, yeah, Johnson, saw that, yeah. but Dwayne Johnson has the previously existing relationship with the one gorilla, the main rampage gorilla. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So th- there's a connection. Well, but then when they actually, when they find out that all the other animals are like giant, they need him to help. But the U.S. government like shoots him with tranks, and he sees Dwayne Johnson when it happens. So he's like mad at him. Like yeah. that's what makes him like, rampage. Like yeah, yeah. he's just like everyone's bad. <laughs> it's the backstory. It's the backstory of of, of the. Of the oh, he knows he's upset with him. Yeah, he sees him. Like you fucking. You let them. You let them hurt me. Uh oh. Uh oh. Yeah. The, 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 yeah. They got to get out of this situation. Yeah. Well, he's and then they're gonna do the thing where he inadvertently. Uh, lets him escape like he's gonna beat this plane down and yeah exactly they're gonna ride his back all the way down yeah 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 this is uh yep Uh oh (laughs) but that's this is i think you're done i think this was the final throws of like we're just fucking making movies out of intellectual property oh yeah yeah pre-existing intellectual property i think they were gonna do a pac-man movie at some point we're like it's just some dots living together, because <laughs> after this they were like, well, every old school Nintendo game is yeah. on the fucking chopping block. Exactly. Uh oh. Uh oh. Fucking uh-oh. Tetris game. <laughs> I would. Uh, Tetris is so boring, dude. The worst oh. game ever. I used to love it. I love. I don't it. hate people that like it, but it's just. You know the best uh, old school game. The best old school game. Duck Hunt. No. Uh. Galaga is still a good old. Yeah, school that's game. classics. Just shooting stuff with a. You're a spaceship it's and great. you shoot and other you get spaceships. Two. I still play to this. Oh day. yeah, they split off, <laughs> and don't don't they like they're two, but they all have the same movements, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They go just back and forth, and you shoot, you get double the fire firepower. See, so I, you get to the challenge level, you can get well, higher. Also, points. those there's like you either have to be a genius. <laughs> I love you either have to be a genius and learn the mathematical fucking odds of like you go this way for two seconds and that way, yeah, or you're just wiggling back and forth, and you're just like there's odds are one of these fucking free guys is going away immediately. Well, exactly. Yeah, I mean, well, you just you basically you just shoot, you you go you go nuts with shooting. Uh oh, this is it, man. This is when things start to go south. How how do they how do they survive this? I've never seen this movie. I kind of thought I was kind of out at this point. Like when this movie came out, I remember being like, uh oh, okay. This is sadly, I think year four through seven in stand up, 
were very much like everything sucks. Like I'd see a preview for a movie and I would yeah. be like, oh, that's going to blow. Like yeah, I kind man, of just avoided a bunch of shit. Because that's what happens. You, just, you, you listen mature to fucking, a little bit. You listen to Songs Ohio records all day and shit. <laughs> just weird, obscure guitar people. <laughs> well, it's part of or expanding like your taste, Or man. you get it like I watch. I had a period where I was watching fucking Fellini movies and shit. <laughs> yeah, of course. Or yeah. And then fucking I'm not going to go see fucking the King Kong remake. I'm going <laughs> to watch eight and a half and pretend I understand it. <laughs> Uh-oh. 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 Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Is this like the there end? Are they murking this well, fucking? Well, I don't know, man. I mean, no, I they got it's... another hour. He's yeah. going to become friends. No, with this Blaine is Johnson page again. sixty. This is page sixty. Of the I script. love how you know the there's page. There's the pivot. There's the pivot because that's this. There's a page sixty. Is like when Obi Wan Kenobi dies. So it's like le- it's like minute fifty to sixty Ooh, here right we go. now. A movie oh, I was original? completely uninterested. No, this is twenty thirteen. Oh yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I, I, I didn't see it either. Yeah, I, this I one's actually pretty good. Well, I mean, I can tell you this much. Uh, well, Juliana Moore's in it. Juliana, well, because I mean, here's th- what happens th- in this one. I'll let me ruin this. Yeah. At, in the scene where she fucking goes rampages at the prom. Yeah. She takes, she throws down across the, she leaves the school and just wrecks the whole town. Yeah. It's so, fucking awesome. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it is. I wish I could see it just because Piper, Piper Laurie in the uh, in oh, the first Julianne one, Moore in this. exactly. Piper Piper Lloyd nice plays boy. a Juliana Moore character. Her acting is exceptional. Carrie, she was nominated for an Oscar no. for Carrie, in the, the I original. Accepted. I know this scares you. What, 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 is her mom super possessive? It's the same fucking movie. Yeah. Weird religion, the, yeah. the religion thing. The exa- yeah. That's what's good. It's Crow. It's the exact same movie. Yeah. They didn't change it all except for when she goes on a rampage, she kills everybody. And I think she goes and kills the mom. Yeah. Well, well the mom gets killed in the first one, yeah. too. She stabs her to death. Because she tries stabbing Carrie. Because I, I... Kill her, too. What, what did she say? He'll, he'll hurt you. Yeah. Uh, people, but not Tommy. He's good. You'll like him. He's a very nice boy. Boys, boys after the blood comes boys. Look at that hair. Uh, I'm telling you, that's Supreme Piper. Court, that's conservative Supreme Court justice. Yeah, hair right absolutely. There. Yeah. When I look at her hair and the look in her eye, it's creepy. That that caliber of. Did woman, you know any weird shut-ins like that? Like Bible thumping? Like oh, you mean your fam- college? That Crocious family? Oh no, is no, no, the no, devil? no, 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 no. My family. I'll tell you this much. My family was very good on the religion of, front. Oh, they see, they do religious. it early, too, in this movie. See how she raised the furniture? Yeah. Little stuff like that that they, didn't, that they didn't do in old movies that you like. Yeah. I hated as a kid. Where I hated that in Jaws you had to wait until the end of the movie to see the shark. Well, I was there for the ride, and I, and I was like, this is a good movie. But I hate, I was just like, a little sooner. Yeah. Just a little sooner. Yeah. And then I remember when I saw this, even as an older person, I was like, that's so like if she, if you are a person who is telekinetic, you're not just going to wait until one day. Yeah. Well, like, I mean, it'll happen. Have, it would happen yeah. on accident all the time. Well, that happens in the first movie. She does it like at different times. Like, like, like this kid is riding a bicycle past her, Carrie, and it makes fun of her. And she like, does this little thing with her hand and pushes him off his bike, you know? So The only they thing show I bit, also remember about the original Carrie is they fucking throw tampons at her because she has Absolutely. a period Absolutely, her period, shower. yeah, and she doesn't know what it's about because yeah. her mom is so freakishly religious, they haven't talked about it, you know? So. Also, a classic thing they did with this remake is they made Carrie cute because Sissy Spacek 
is just looks like a fucking scarecrow. Well, you know, she had a certain 70s natural beauty. What, a blank deer <laughs> fucking... Doe-eyed. It's black, called doe-eyed, my friend. Completely black shark She's eyes. She's great in Coal Miner's Daughter. She's great in Coal Well, Miner's I think daughter. I've said this before. She, anything where you need a, a girl with a hard southern accent, that was her. Oh, absolutely. And an air mama. And air mama. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. No. This. Uh, that would be my if I had to explain an a- carry to an alien, I would just be like, <laughs> "She's magic, and she always says, but no, mama, <laughs> but no, mama." And the mom is always being like, "You're evil, <laughs> but no, mama." She was Piper Laurie was nominated for an Oscar, so the fact that Juliana Moore did this is actually, I mean, that that was a that was well, a way. I remember role. them Seriously, saying she's good. In that. I remember when this movie came out, they said like. She was on par with Piper. Whoever well, the fuck. absolutely no, yeah, because and I mean she's a good actor, so it's just like the fact that she got attached to this obviously gives it a little more credence, you know. But I mean, they did the same thing. Yeah, they killed the pig. Exactly. I think this came out the same time as the Friday the Thirteenth remake. When did this? What year did this? Twenty thirteen. I'm gonna guess. Yeah. 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 That's seven years ago. Yeah, that's not that. It's not that long ago. So yeah. It's, no, and then they were always hoping that like. <clears throat> this spins some fucking trilogy, some new trilogy, even though they had a trilogy of the original one. Of what? The, the Carrie. One. They had Carrie, and then they had fucking a second one. There was not a second with, one. Yes, there was, with the dude from Home Improvement, with the old, with Brad from Home Improvement. <laughs> they had a sequel, Carrie 2. The Reckoning, I think it was called. <laughs> yeah. Let me see. So he kills the kills. The, the Rage, pig. Carrie 2. The Came Rage. out in 1999. Oh, I'm sure that was terrible. Uh, Randall Pink from fucking uh, from uh, Dazed and Confused was in it. Jason London. Yeah, yeah. God, he was still trying to get a career going. Oh yeah, just <sighs> just when the meth started kicking. Yeah, in. absolutely. God, yeah, well, yeah. What a what a story. And then I life. think there was a sequel to this one. Yep. Where they were on like a ship, <laughs> like a cruise ship, <laughs> like Speed Two. You know, they, 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 yeah, you know. it was just called Carrie. The 2002 film that was a straight remake too. I think that was yeah. I think I'm confusing that one with this one. No, <laughs> they remade it you know? again. God. How sad are we, dude? Ugh, There's just a lack of creativity. Yeah, or, or or it's also just having balls to do something. You know, there's plenty of, of good ideas, but it's getting through the you know the, the the system to get it on on screen so it doesn't get completely gutted and its teeth are just gone. You know. Yeah, and it's, then they uh, had the 2013 reboot. Yeah, that was this was probably a, a disaster too. Oh no, cost thirty million, made eighty four. Yeah, yeah, it made its money. Yeah, it made almost three times its money. So th- this made eighty four million. So do you want to get into some this week in TV? Absolutely, yeah, history. So yeah, so that's a good thing. Staying on topic. Hello. Going way back into the day, Thomas Edison <laughs> files a patent for the optical phonograph, which was the first what, what movie. Was that was that eighteen eighty eight. I was going to say 1889. Wow, I was actually close. Yeah. Uh, 1939, Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. Movies that I have never seen. I've, I've never, never seen that movie. That's supposed to be a, a real... Uh, that's what America fell in love with Jimmy Stewart because he was so honest. The only Frank Capper movie I've ever seen is Mr. Deeds, the Adam Sandler remake. <laughs> remake. Which is, I think, By Mr. The way, Capra, Smith Goes to Washington. You know, all those filmmakers, Capra, uh, uh, what's-his-face, John Houston, who was in Chinatown. Yeah. Uh, what's-his-face, they got uh, Ford, John Ford. They all made, like, World War II movies. But they were different, like, 
Houston's movies weren't like the right wing movies. Capra made right wing movies. He, he was very much like the the right wing guy. Of Fucking Hollywood. Jailhouse Rock premiered in nineteen fifty seven. Fifty seven. Fifty seven. Okay. That was like was that the Elvis beginning of badass. his like movie career? Was he like a musician for a long time before uh, that? I think it might be his entry into it because I think he was. I think he hit it like in fifty five. It happened in a hurry. You know, it happened in a hurry. Ed Sullivan. 1967, Barbara Streisand stars in the Bell of 14th Street special God. on CBS. Jesus. Again with the specials. 68, yeah. Bullet comes out with Steve McQueen. Yep. The, the, one of the first anti-hero, modern anti-hero movies. It's pretty good. Let's see. It, we got it's a good bunch movie. of modern shit. Uh, the car chase sequence is, is the famous car chase. And it's actually, it holds up relatively well. It's dated, but it holds up. You can see where there's some thrill in it, you know? It's kind of like watching 2001 Space Odyssey, which might look that fake. That movie's and, still good, though. If you look into it, yeah, it, it actually still looks good. You know what I mean? Like, seeing it 50 years. it's got years, kind of a twist ending. And you, oh, like, absolutely. The guy sees his fucking true self. Like, he sees his <laughs> Birth baby and self yeah, and shit. Yeah, like it's, and it's kind of this metaphor for the rebirth of the species. See, I think where I was a little too young when I saw it, though, is I remember seeing 2001, where he sees him, himself as a baby, and someone had to tell me that that was him. I just thought he was seeing random shit. stuff. Yeah. And yeah. Someone I, was like, no, that's like he watches his whole life before his eyes. And I was like, oh, like it opens up the whole movie for you. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was dumb. Yeah. Again, I started smoking weed when I was 12. So, yeah, no. Yeah. That uh, takes me. I got to It takes me a while to hammer stuff in there. <laughs> but no, yeah, that movie, I didn't get it until I was in my 20s. Remember, I saw it when I was like 13. I was like, why are these eight people? with bones and now they walk it was the whole idea of what a, that's fundamental to the movie because that's the technological leap it went from like eight person to like being in space that was the leap that we were going to make from being in space to some sort of other form and the fact that the timing of that was so huge because literally the space race was culminating and getting to the moon so that was really on people's minds 2001 yeah yeah because it, it, it came and on, then it, what did it came we on do 1969 what did we do to make it real we shot a gold record into space <laughs> with Kennedy on it. But yeah, but the point there is, would have been a war now. If that happened today, there'd be a war of what went on that record. <clears throat> You're not going to put culture. any liberal dreck on it. <laughs> it's got to be all Bible verses uh, and part Rocky one. We're going to put the whole transcript so, of Rocky one on the gold record. To me, it's just so apparent. It's all just dividing people so that they can continue their power. <laughs> That's just all it is. It's you just, were young, but let's see if is, you remember yeah. this. 1975, Simon and Garfunkel reunite and sing My Little Town on Saturday Night Live. You know, I remember seeing the uh, the rerun of that, but not when it first came on. The summers of like 76 and 77, they would have the reruns of early Saturday Night Live, and I loved. God, it was fun. 88, uh, Roseanne debuts. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I never really watched Roseanne. Wow. And I know people who loved it said she was great. 91, my own private Idaho release. Yeah, well, that was, man, that was. We've, we've had a, several little, we've, we've dalliances on that gay street hustler life of Portland. Ooh, it was gritty. That, that's when uh, uh, River Phoenix started getting back into drugs. Because uh, I guess they would just, they'd film during the day and go back to Gus Van Sant's house and just party until like 3, 4, 5 in the morning, get up at 9. And that was all part of like, they wanted them to make that part of the experience, you know, of like they were going to film them being gritty and being dirty, you know. It's a good movie, though. Gus Van Sant captures fucked up youth extremely well, I think. 
Didn't dis- he disconnected. make milk too? Didn't Gus Van? He made Van milk. Make yeah, the well, he's, he's milk. I mean, he's he's gay. Uh, and, uh, Is never, he? <laughs> there's yeah. There's never been any. Hiding I've never of that. seen Gus Van Zant speak. So yeah, no, yeah. Ever. No, he's. Uh, I think he was like one of the kind of few open gay filmmakers back then. But he did a uh, Paranoid Park is a completely obscure movie that people probably haven't seen. It's about a kid who's a skateboard kid in high school and accidentally murders someone. And it just—it's a study of just disconnected modern families. See, this is and a the lack of communication, and lack of connection. You know, it's—it's it's an indictment of the modern family. Going through this makes me realize how important like shit on TV was because an event of interest was Bob Dylan being on SNL. Oh yeah, like now that would happen, and you would have to an article of like, whose fucking grandpa was on? <laughs> well, when was Bob Dylan on, on Saturday Night Live? Seventy-nine. Wow, God, I. I 73 Marriott Hartley appears on the Bob Newhart show in the episode. Have you met Miss Dietz? I don't know. That seems like something old. That seems like something a 50 year old would be excited about. Yeah. Well, I'm 50. <clears throat> getting there. You're over 50. right? I know I am. They're getting ready for prom. Look at this. It's going to be a fun thing. We're the cool kids. We're all going to be spontaneously combusted. Like it's all, you know, they're, you know. Is this up, still right? a horror movie? <laughs> yeah, well, oh, yeah. That's Carrie. It, 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 it's their goofy montage. Ooh, which longest yard is that's my favorite thing to play on television is which version is this? <laughs> I haven't seen is the Burt Reynolds version in a long time. Well, it's got to be the Adam. Do you Sandler know I've one. never? Yeah, it's Sandler. I've never seen the the Burt Reynolds one. It's okay. It's not a comedy. The Adam Sandler one is a fallout comedy. Like yeah. the Burt Reynolds one is this kind of true coming of age, late coming of age tale where like a real piece of shit earns his comeuppance. And fucking plays football in jail. <laughs> the, the original? <laughs> yeah. Like I tried to have like a personal, like we're going to make it like a I've seen Cool Hand Luke. You know? That's a movie my dad would try and get me to watch where I'd be like, I'm out, man. Could cool Hand Luke? No. Oh, longest. I've never seen Cool Hand Luke either. Cool Hand Luke's actually decent. You got to be in a certain mood to watch it. it. It's It'll be slow moving for your millennial sensibilities. Deer Hunter course, was good. I like Deer Hunter. There isn't some beast that's killing someone or some, you know, ha- having... <laughs> He's not learning some new skill and has to. <laughs> anyway, but no, seriously. I like Deer Hunter. Deer Hunter's long way. It is man. long. And it's, it's two long. movies. You got the movie, you got the wedding. <laughs> yeah, and then you where, have Vietnam. And that's where fucking where old boy from The Godfather slaps his wife, and it's like the funniest thing ever. I remember my dad watching that movie being like, this is the funniest scene in the whole movie where he hits his wife. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, you you not I mean those old school Catholic weddings shit and, like but that I remember happen. not liking fucking he tried to get me to watch the French connection when I was a kid and I just remember being <laughs> yeah, like you're I'm being not gonna young. like this yeah you're too young it's boring it's fucking Gene Hackman <laughs> running around London for fucking <laughs> no, New two York or whatever York. the fuck yeah I know he's he's he, it's like winter in New York. That was the grittiness of it, like solving crimes in the winter. Like that was deemed very much like a real gritty, realistic cop Dude, movie. When it first Dwayne came Johnson out. is all over TV. <laughs> what Saturday Night TNT Rampage and San Andreas? I guarantee you, he's Tarzan. Tarzan? No, he's not. <laughs> Might be the voice of it. That's another thing they tried to do in the '90s too. Is remaking like Tarzan and Jungle Book. Like they tried to make a live action Jungle Book where yeah. the animals didn't talk because they didn't have the technology. <laughs> I remember being like, what the fuck are you trying to do? <laughs> yeah, just a bad decision. It's amazing how with all of the bureaucracy of these studios that such bad decisions still get made. Here we go. You would think like... You know, the acid I gave you is about to kick in, Crow. We're going to watch <laughs> nature documentaries. Hey, I'm, I'm into that. I'm into that. David Attenborough. Oh yeah, he's the king. Yeah. 
they probably have enough at this point where they could just auto f- auto make him narrate. <laughs> yeah, yo, hey, when he dies, because there's got to no, be soon. There's no new species. God, look animals at this. do the same. Yeah, thing. they're actually yeah, and they're dying. Do you know what I heard? I heard that's that- me and Croce just going to the comedy store right there, just <laughs> fucking prowling, prowling the area. They're gonna go after an ostrich. They're gonna go do a crush a set dude they're about to go rip a set at the fucking at the improv that's right man at the improv gonna, lab <laughs> we're gonna make yeah none of that shit is open people they're gonna just go to put let their, you know. they're gonna go put their name in the bucket yeah i haven't done much stand-up man oh dude this fucking whole pandemic proves my point when society collapses yeah entertainment is the first thing gone yeah of course what we do is truly meaningless yeah to really the large is. scope of the world absolutely and even at our most successful as rich and as prominent as we get, I think people are going to look back and be like, wait, you paid people to entertain you? Like, they're, <laughs> that's like, you wasted money on that? <laughs> yeah, because like they're, they're buddy, able to figure it out on their own. My buddy Kevin was look telling this, me. Look at this, man. Look I'm at like, this. Oh, yeah. This is fucking nature, Yeah, they're baby. coming after it. Oh, boy. So Did back, they get it down? Oh, yeah. man. So back in the Shakespearean times, Ooh, uh, go for the neck. When, when Shakespeare used to do his plays, the actors were like they used to randomly pick people to act in the play. It was like it was like getting called for jury duty of like oh I have to be an actor in the summer play, <laughs> and it was like a big deal. It was a big oh, honor. Yeah, yeah, and I think it should still kind of be like that. Like Brad Pitt should be like also a welder. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think it's what. Yeah, I think like it's what that's I'm, cool. You're a fucking yeah. great actor, and we'll pay you if you want if this movie comes along. But like. You should also have to contribute to society. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think at one time, I guess Leonard Nimoy, they say, was a true like Renaissance man, where he could like he, he could Made swing a hammer co- he well and shoes and shit. Yeah, and he could like yeah do ceramics and and, and fix a V eight engine. You know, I I mean, designed, he could do a lot of different things. You I know? designed this drywall in my house. Yeah, but but like you know, but it got specialized. It just got specialized through time. You know, and you just you know, listen. Now, athletes, athletes back in the day, Keith, they had to have jobs in the off season, like in the sixties. My grandpa 50s 60s, worked yeah. with Brian Piccolo. Yeah. In a machine shop. Yeah, I believe it. He said he walked like he had ball bearings in his shoes. God. Because he, his legs his were so His knees beat were up. just fucking awful. A- as like a 25-year-old. Yeah, two years know? into his career. Yeah. They used to just chew each other up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the game, I will say the game, <laughs> the hits they had back then are like, Look at the little baby illegal. deer. Oh, that's yeah. adorable. Yeah. Look at that. It's that's so cute. Yeah. I mean, a couple of them, they're probably, one of them is soon going to die. They really tell you the tale. You got two cute things playing, and then they peek over a large Jesus cliff. Jesus Christ! Yeah, is that the Grand Canyon? Probably. Yeah, it's it's shit like that. Where even it's this the Grand podcast in, in the summer that would be a feat to do a podcast and then get dropped in the middle of the Grand Canyon and try <laughs> and maintain. Like the second you see the Grand Canyon, you're immediately like, "Oh, nothing matters. <laughs> nothing I do matters." Yeah, I remember when I first saw the Grand Canyon. Uh, I thought to myself, oh, I'm sure there were indigenous people that the Grand Canyon was like their god. You know what I mean? Like, oh. like, like it was like their, it was like oh, the yeah. place they went to, you know, because it was like the, the majesty of it all. Just, you, you know, of just got and, beheaded and the if you peed in it or well, something I, like I, that. I, but also just like very much like it was like, Dude, there was a wonderment rule. to it. There was mountain a wonderment. Goats, yeah, that's, pretty, rule. that's pretty amazing doing that. Being able Dude, to there's, this, your face. there's this YouTube video. There's this fucking like dam in uh, Switzerland or something. And the water that leaks out of it mixes with the concrete and creates salt. And these mountain goats scale the wall. 
to lick the salt. And it's like flat brick. There's no... Jesus. And they get there. They get up there. God. With like little teeny little spots they notice. Yeah. To like put their weight... And they get like set like 100 feet up there. They oh. get up there. Yeah, right? I've seen some YouTube videos of of some falling. where, And then the other ones are just like, well, another one. Lost yeah. one today, boys. Yeah. yeah that, you know? That, that, that's a hell of a way to... When that happens, you just got to look at yourself and go... Hello, Larry. <laughs> yeah, but when I first saw the Grand Canyon, I got to admit it, 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 it moved me. Like, it was Henry Miller, you know, Henry Miller, the author, wept when he first saw the Grand Canyon. He wept. You know, this is like a, it was a tough guy from Brooklyn who really. Was like, he on drugs? No, no, no. He, oh, like, he was a big it. alcoholic. This is fucking. Yeah, this is the third one. Yeah. So uh, River Phoenix. River Phoenix. What year did this come out? This was 89. Close to his death. No, 89. He had, he had a couple years had left. Four in him. more years left. Yeah, he was being groomed, though. I mean, he was definitely being groomed to be like he was going to be a. I mean, he was, he was a good-looking boy, you know, and he was a good actor. I mean, yeah. he was, you know. Also, uh, this was kind of the tail end of western shit, right? Like, I feel like they were like, "Let's make a new Indiana Jones," kind of in the Wild West. No, no, the the, the western thing. The westerns died. Uh, honest to God, in the eighties, not a time for westerns. There was a few here and there, but not a time. For, Pale Rider was in the eighties, you know. Uh, I, I think uh, uh, was it there, there, when Kevin Costner? One of his first movies, not when he was a biker, he, he plays and it's, uh, Silverado. Silverado with Kevin Klein, I think, was in that too. Was a western, but there were not many westerns uh, being done then. And Unforgiving kind of changed that a little bit. There was definitely a rebirth of the western. You know, Wild Bill was a movie that came out like in ninety five. You know, and exploring the old west. You know, and sort of the the mythology of that. You know, wait, doesn't he play young Indy in this? Yeah, he's young Indiana Jones. So that's that's how he got away. That's the Indy before him. Yeah. I love I love that connotation (laughs) of like one day you're going to dress exactly like me (laughs) and do the exact same thing I do, kid. (laughs) And then fucking. Yeah, but he's a boy scout. Sean Connery is his father. And then 40 years later, they fuck the same girl that. It's questionable whether it's rape or not. <laughs> Say it in Latin, son. You know, if you just, it doesn't matter if you're choking during sex. It's consensual. The lighting in this is so bizarre to me. Well, they wanted it to seem natural. Like, of course, an, a, a treasure hunter would not have a blind in his house at all because they're adventurous. <laughs> I want to open my house to the world. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I like it when people watch me tug my <laughs> Speaking of which, Tobin, full circle. Yeah. Going back to Tobin. But fucking uh, beating his pecker. We did we yeah, we eventually like we got that out. Yeah, we we talked about that early on. We got that half. out. Absolutely. But but the debate You we never not, know us. We could just call yeah, the debate happened. I want to keep the topical stuff towards the end. Okay. I think. Okay. Okay. Cause it, I feel like that's what starts you know, I want people to have a reason to listen to every episode. <laughs> Okay, but the last debate was even kind of boring. They kind of, you know, Trump oddly behaved himself a little bit. I mean, he's for what his behavior like. Yeah, yeah, popping off at the mouth is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trump. They had to mute like a couple times. He was trying to be like civil, like he'd actually listened to that. He knew he came off so bad. Well, that that lady barely holding it together. That lady cut him off one time, like truly cut him off, and it made him stew. You, yeah, and I looked at yeah. Alicia and I was like, oh, and she's a brown lady like that yeah. probably infuriates. Him. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But then this didn't happen yet. 
But we got that 60 Minutes interview coming up where he walks out. That's fun. Is that going to be released this coming Sunday? Well, yeah. And then yeah. Trump released a weird off-camera version of it. God, to try, try to get ahead of the story. God, he is such a scumbag. He is it such didn't a work either. carnival barker. There's a part in the... Con man carnival There's barker. a part in it where they have to stop the interview because his fucking fake hair is waving. And they say it's distracting. It's hilarious. And at the beginning of it, it starts with her saying... So you ready to answer some tough questions? And he goes, as long as you're fair, I just want you to be fair. And then she says something along the lines of, but can I ask you the tough questions? And he just goes, no. Like yeah. he outright says, no, yeah. like I want this to be about like he basically she. And then after he walks out, she interviews Pence and he does the same bullshit. He's like not answering questions. Yeah. And she says, you know, this isn't a campaign rally. This is yeah, like you're here to be interviewed and she said, quite frankly, I think you're disrespecting me and this show by not answering yeah. her questions. You and the president. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And then CBS came out and said that the president was technically breaking the law by releasing that footage because he broke their non-disclosure. <sighs> God. And so it made himself get... look bad. It made himself. Yeah. She wasn't ans- asking tough questions. She just wouldn't yeah. ask him shit. Like he wanted her he to ask about balls. like, Soft oh, balls. we got 11 million new jobs. That's yeah. All yep. that same bullshit. Yep. He wanted to get his words out. Why aren't you asking sense. me about how great things were before the pandemic? Yeah. Yeah. People are pandemic out. Yeah. They're sick saying, of it. They're fatigued of it. Well, it's because it's a real thing. Well, That's, yeah, they're fatigued because they have COVID. Yeah. yeah. They're sick. Yeah. It, they're sick. It, yeah. It is a. Um, you look like a candied ham up there. Yeah. I, I yeah, Interesting. So it, was that, was it actually released? Did his. Is the 60 Minutes one been released No, yet? that's tonight. Oh, oh, but the, be, or but, Sunday? But Sunday? the one that Trump released You're not going to be watching that. You'll be watching YouTube. the Bears and the Lambs, man. That's it's Monday. A, oh, it's Monday night. Oh, yep. I didn't know that. Okay. Prime time. Yeah, I'll probably Hopefully watch no the one Trump one. rips their fucking ankle in half. The best thing I... Yeah, the best thing I've seen on Trump of all the stuff that I've watched... And I, you know, I'm glad I've been working during the majority of his presidency because it would have been too difficult to deal with it otherwise. So uh, is uh, Mary Trump being interviewed on George Stephanopoulos. She had a, a one-hour, pretty in-depth interview, and she was just, you know, she's a therapist herself, and she's you know, chooses her words He wisely, went through so much you in know? his young life. Well, and just... I love to, there was no technology, even makeup. It's just 50-year-old Harrison Ford playing 20-year-old fucking Indy. <laughs> there was no fucking getting around it. Yeah. With his fucking nerd glasses. <laughs> now this is present time, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is eighty nine. Teaching he had, class. He hadn't aged that much. Yeah, this is not. Well, no, I'm saying what you, it's 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 still the twenties in like the indie world, though, right? Yeah, but you know, his it's the thirties here. Okay. No, it's World War Two. I think the Nazis are around. They still have a lot of the same actors, man. Dusting it off because he, he was embarrassed. He thought the second one, like Temple of Doom, was. Uh, I guess Spielberg was embarrassed by that. That's movie. the best one. No, the best one is the first one. The best one, dude. Temple of Doom was the shit, and he was so he he wanted to ground it back in the in the realism of the first. What like dork shit? Yeah, he's he's a a professor, and oh, he's he's... such a nerd. (laughs) Steven Spielberg is such a dork. Even his wife, like blonde, fucking like I married a princess. (laughs) She's the she's a leading lady, and I'm the dork. Yeah, <laughs> who throws rocks in her door? Yeah, yeah. My dream is—it's the only way I could actually get a woman like that is by becoming She's this my famous muse. director. Ooh, it was either that or molest a girl, <laughs> and I don't want to do that. I only do that to boys. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, 
God, his story. Have you ever watched? I think I've told his you. grandfather used to humiliate him by yelling his fucking Hebrew name to call him in. He's got real repressed problems. I think Spielberg. Yeah. He's probably got. I think Spielberg is one of those guys that cry like punch cries himself to sleep every night. <sighs> you're stupid. You're stupid. Schmooly, schmooly, oh, schmooly. Oh, whatever yeah. the fuck. Yeah. Like the the unrelenting conscience. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You can't have being a person who sometimes goes on that path. I've never done like a cut. I'm not a cut. I've never been self abuse in that sense. Uh, but just being too hard on yourself. Don't be so hard on yourself. Don't like so even all his movies. Like don't be so. It's, it's yeah. about a boy who's in love with a girl, and he goes on a spaceship and <laughs> shoots aliens. <laughs> and then he becomes friends with the aliens, and the girl <laughs> sees that he can become friends with aliens. So then they kiss, and then they're gonna be in love, and that's my wife, married a princess. Yeah, well, Spielberg also because he had his first. I think his. His first now, bomb was 1941. Now, also, let me say this. Spielberg is my... All of my favorite movies are Spielberg movies. Jaws, E.T. Yeah. Fucking Temple. Like, I Jurassic love his Park. shit. But him and George Lucas are just... Oh, I know. Doors. Yes. <laughs> like, you are just probably not fun to hang out with. Yeah, they can't just sort of let it off. Yeah, all yeah. of their fun happens for between their head and a piece of paper and a computer screen. Yeah. Yeah. They wouldn't know how to sit down and like just yeah, chill out and just chill yeah. and let's yeah. relax and have a fun well no with this world in my head. Uh, I got this world <laughs> in my head. It's about a girl who's in love with a boy and then she gets in a spaceship and boom 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 I gotta get this out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's And there's gonna be seven movies about that. Isn't that great? Will you please Touch me. <laughs> yeah, I, I wonder. Cause I think you're right, and, and you're obviously you're on to something. It's just, uh, it's weird it to could, go to that length, you know. Like, yeah, just, you it's know? great though. I love their shit, but I mean, again, like we were saying, that great athletes are these, or like you either have to be a piece of shit or just a completely autistic, yeah, dork savant type, yeah, that just yeah. fucking lives for these worlds, yeah. And like you got a wife who's hot and just kind of loves that you're, you know, yeah. he's got an inner child and a huge dong. And also he's worth and $6 billion. <laughs> so you know something? Well, Luke, I can is, tolerate well, Luke has got divorced. So we got to, he's probably, that's how annoying ha- he half is a billionaire. about his creations yeah, yeah. is his first wife couldn't fucking take it. Yeah. Yeah. They got divorced like, right before, or maybe in the middle of making Return of the Jedi. Well, he probably was just gone for so long. Yeah. And like, well, I think she helped out. Honey, she, she was honey, an editor. Honey, she I mortgaged, th- I mortgaged our house again. They had a working relationship. I mean, she did editing on a lot of his movies. Yeah, and stuff. I, I just mortgaged all of our property again for the well, because we had to build a new computer. We had, <laughs> honey, we had to invent technology to make this stupid yeah, fucking and, and movie. And being I like, have. okay, I guess I'll attach <clears throat> myself to this horse. Do you find it? Do you find like? L.A. is kind of that way. I think a lot of the culture lends itself to literally people being completely in their head. Do you find that like creating a world because there's such a lack well, of interaction? I think, and even like how I was telling you off air that I'm I'm gonna start uh, marketing the channel more. Yeah, yeah. Maybe pay for some advertising. Sure. Or some like somebody to advise me a little bit. Yeah, I, yeah. But I'm sure not the source on that. I think people are just so. In a place like New York, you kind of just relax and you're a part of the art community. And in, uh, fuck, my camera fucked up. Um, but in LA. It's all about steps. Like, am I taking this step? Yeah. Is this happening? Yep. 
like and that's where you get in your head where you're yep. like well now nah, i have to, i can't follow as many people if someone sees that i follow a thousand people then they're gonna think like then that's where you get in your fucking head I think people just create scenarios that just aren't real. They're just dramas in your mind that help you address certain anxieties you have. You got to get to the core of the anxiety and, and realize what it's about, you know, and, and just try to address it. So, you know, um, yeah, My fucking <laughs> there, there you have it, Keith. Uh, problem solved. We got to pause this real quick. <laughs> sports memories for you. Like when you think of a uh, football bear game where they really pissed you off when they lost. Um, I don't know, because they've always been so bad. <laughs> like, I kind of have just been always... Any game where I would be disappointed in a loss, I was just so happy that they were there. <laughs> that, like, in 99, when Dick Jerron got us to 13-3... and That was an 0-1. Yeah, we got fucking rolled by the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, the Eagles so rolled them. We yep. were never going to do anything. They had so. so many bullshit wins that year. That game against the Browns when they were James at- Daniels was on the defense. Fucking R. Mike w. Brown. R. W. McQuarters. Did they have Mike Brown? Hell yeah, they had Mike Brown. That yeah. was like Mike Brown's rookie years. Yeah, yeah. He like had a that. couple of back to back games where they had back to back the exact same play when they beat the Browns and then beat the 49ers on like tipped ball interceptions. Yeah. And Mike Brown got them both. Kind of glad know? we had the failure because now we transition nice. I wanted to get into some sports because you've had. An Alabama kid today broke his ankle. Dak Prescott broke his ankle. Um, I think they're calling for the turf to go. Like, they want stadiums to have real grass. Because in Arizona, they have real grass inside of an indoor stadium. It's too, you can, like I've said, you can buy a severed head on the internet. You can grow grass inside. Yeah, well, it's expensive. Do you remember the biodome? Was that around when you were a kid? Yes. And I'll tell you something. It's interesting because... When I think of, I mean, the AstroTurf that I grew up with, with baseball in the 70s and 80s and football, I mean, guys blew knees all the fucking time. I literally think the athletes are so fast right now, and they cut and, so And they're pure. so big, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, 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 like the skeleton has not evolved with the bulk. Because you know if you look mean? at the Dak Prescott leg break, it's less that his foot gets caught in the turf and more... A giant guy falls on his ankle yes. and snaps it in half. Yeah, exactly. It's that force hitting him. Yeah, I think it's getting to be where you need to tell people you can't weigh for two hundred eighty yes. pounds and be six foot five. No, no, I think and lightning fast and leaping on people's backs. Yeah, like you're the, going to break their legs. Yeah, you're going to have to. Uh, I think have weight limitations. Offensive linemen can't be above two hundred and sixty pounds. D yeah. linemen can't be above 250 or 245 or something. Linebackers you know, like a, can't be or running backs can't weigh 260 pounds. Yeah, I mean they like have to, that Derrick Henry is going to be the new thing. Oh yeah. You're going to have all these kids that are like failed free safeties that become running back. Cordero Patterson, yeah. the type of guy like that looks like a wide receiver but is a running back. Well that I think of back when I remember like young probably your younger days. There were big Jamal Lewis was a big back. He was 260 pounds, man. Allscott Ray, was a big back. Raymond Harris. Yeah, I mean, there were guys who were big. You know, Those guys they, were fullbacks, too. But, but, but it's like they, uh, because the game has changed and they want more of the guy, the, the, the running back who can catch a ball out of the backfield is very valuable now. That's why James White has a career. He's a running back. He might run the ball 30 times in a season, max, you know, but he can catch eight passes. But I was game. saying, I think it's coming full circle to where. 
not necessarily the turf is dangerous, oh, but yeah. the athleticism is making the turf dangerous. Yes, absolutely. And the size. Like yeah. to where the way these, how big that. these guys are and how hard they're getting dragged down. As much as I like dismissing you need, your THC fueled theories, this you one need I agree with. dirt to have that cleat yeah. slide out of. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the like slip. Yeah. These people, their cleats are getting stuck. It doesn't matter how yeah. much like grass it feels. If you don't have earth to like, if you that cleat gets stuck in some carpet, it's you're breaking your leg. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, in dirt. You're gonna it's gonna slide out because you're gonna rip a chunk out. You're gonna make a divot. Yeah, I will say uh, the the turf is no doubt it's better than it was. The turf used to be. I remember they got that little tire turf. shit. You see that black yeah, rubber yeah. fucking Shoot up, fly exactly. up. It's much softer than it used to be. I mean, I remember going on the turf in 1986. I got on the turf at, at the Metrodome. At a baseball game. I, I got your, to walk took out a, there. Took your socks off, get your bare feet on yeah, there. They allowed the spongy. crowd to come out on the field beforehand. So for like yeah. an hour, we just milled around on the field. And, and I, just, I remember like walking on. You ever see anybody cry? It, it was a Man little, tears stepping on the field? No, never did On that. the pitch? But but it was uh, it, it, it was kind of soft. It, it, it was kind of soft, but I was also like, this would suck to play on. As a 17-year-old, I knew that. Oh, it's As like a falling on concrete. Knew, you know, I mean, I think they've done a better job with that now, but it's still an issue. I think it's still an issue. I, I think it still catches too well. And you're right. The guys, the, the size now is so incredible. Again, the fridge was deemed this gigantic player. There were 10 players over 300 pounds in 1985. Now there's like 270 or something. I mean, it's just, the everyone's gotten so big. You know, it's uh, it's incredible. I mean, it's, and they've all, oh, they've always said that. Yeah, this time it's really a problem. I mean, you're doing a, a damage to skeletal structures, you know, that, that are not equipped. I, I'm actually convinced it's part of the reason why Bo Jackson ripped his hip out of his socket is that he was so fucking oh, jacked just up so and powerful, strong and powerful yeah. that, that his bone structure was not capable of sort of dealing with the torque well, of that. He also probably you know? had like, a moment where a, a normal human being shouldn't be able to stay up when a linebacker's holding him down. Like, that was his body saying, go down. Yeah, yeah. Like, you shouldn't be strong enough to withstand this. Like, yeah, because what had yeah, he like shed a guy? Yeah, it was it was against the Bengals. It was in the playoffs. In the playoffs, and it was, and it was just the body right, saying yeah. like, you shouldn't be allowed to do this. I think it was Ricky Hundley, who was a pretty good linebacker from Arizona. Played, just yanked on his leg, right? He, he grabbed a hold of one of his legs and pulled it. Yeah, while he was running, and then the the thrust of him moving and him pulling on it. Boom, also, for if people, I mean, that, that's and force. for people that don't want to Google it, just to give you a quick description. It's not gruesome. He it kind of looks like uh yeah. But the dude gets up and walks off the yeah, field. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like you don't think like oh his hip just got dislocated from his body and yeah. he's in writhing pain right now. Yeah. He kind of is just bummed that he got tackled. Yeah. And that he's just like up. Oh. In hindsight, you probably are like no, he knows his career is over. Yeah. Like he, I, I can you guess, imagine the like yeah. the pop on Hearing the field, it, feeling it. Yeah, absolutely. Because he played football. He tried football after it, right? Didn't oh, oh, I think he played some afterwards. Absolutely, but he, but his, uh, he, his, they, his hip was ruined. And then, but they, he had but, to get a fake. Hip. But he was like, I can you know? play baseball. He played base. I remember. I, I can run up play, a wall. I, I saw him play for the White Sox, but he noticeably limped, and I was just like, "Ooh, this is bad." I mean, it was noticeable. Also, limped. Bo Jackson and Ronnie Lott were identical to me as kids. Ugh, Bo Jackson was a freakish athlete. Uh, a young Bo Jackson would be just fine in the current NFL. He would play a 24-year-old Bo, Bo Jackson. A perfect example of how old I am. My era Bo Jackson is the Bo Nose commercials. Yeah, well, and, and That's that was, the one I know. Yeah, well, I don't know Bo Jackson the Raider. I know 
both like the tail end of the baseball career and yeah. the bow nose baseball career and like yeah. the Nike commercial. Yep. Yeah, he. I mean, he was definitely being marketed, man. I mean, he was a two start, a, a two sport all star. Uh, great in both. Sports, Here's where I was you know? such a fucking millennial shit. I'm just like, oh, so he was kind of like the Deion Sanders of his time. Yeah. Well, Deion. Well, no, because well, Deion, Deion was a fake Bo. Well, well they also they, they, their times kind of overlapped a little bit. Uh, Bo Jackson was a little bit older than him. I think he was four years older than him. I mean, maybe three years older than him. But yeah, Deion did the same thing, obviously. Uh, but Deion also was not. It was a different type of player, you know. Uh, Bo Jackson was a fucking, I think, starting outfielder. Obviously, I think Dion played outfield, but I think yeah. Bo being a running back is different. Dion did not get the, the his body did not get the abuse. I also think Dion was a lesser player. baseball player than Bo was. Dion was a pretty good baseball player. He was very fast. He played for the good Braves. Though, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because he was a falcon. And then isn't there that famous moment where he Phil Collins in from a fucking baseball game? Oh yeah, absolutely. From a football game. Yeah, yeah, and, and it was like. I remember Tim McCarver like criticized him. Well, what's your focus, Dion? Tim McCarver is a lunkhead. What's your focus, Dion? Are you really into this, or are you going to play both sports? You got to choose one over the other. I don't know why. Maybe he likes to do it, and, he yeah, can, and, and he's capable he's of doing good at it. Both. Yeah, you know, okay, let him do it. You know, it was like that was an old school criticism that I didn't agree with. You know, McCarver is a turd. McCarver, oh Rocky Three, man. <laughs> McCarver is the worst. I, I do not like. Listen, fool. This love, looks uh, like footage from the A team that they just spliced in. I we've done stand up with his daughter. Her stories are great. He made thirty thousand bucks for this movie. Stallone wanted him back in the Expendables, but he still got beef with Stallone for underpaying him so much for Rocky Three. Well, he yeah, got beef with him, you and know? he beats him. Well, because I mean, listen, Mr. T was a fucking phenomenon, dude. He was a phenomenon. When I, I was just a get kid. impressed that it took three and a half hours to put all that jewelry on because it's not one piece that is individual necklaces yep. he did the work he lived the life i still never got that character as a kid like when i would watch mr t i'm just like so is he retarded like is he danger like what's his thing like it, he doesn't seem dangerous because he's a fool uh and he's any he, but he's not a total he goes like, after dummy. his woman man he goes after his woman here like gets that racial angle going it you seems know? very shafty like tough guy shaft. <laughs> What's well, I respect it. <laughs> I love Erica. I respect it. I'm not shitting on her father. Uh, I think. I mean, he was because to me when I, I was I was 13 when I saw this movie in the theater, 13 years old. For me, it, it, it was just Got that uh, finger bang anniversary coming right around the corner. <laughs> it, it, it was. He was. He had this presence. There was something about his intensity. Let me tell you something, fool. I mean, he was like. It was like scary. Eighteen you know what was I mean? on at this point, correct? Oh uh, no, eighteen right after this. Eighteen came on. It, so this broke T. Oh yeah, this broke T, and then they, they did eighteen after this. So when you yeah. saw Rocky Three, you're like, "Who the fuck is yeah, this like, guy? This is a screen presence, oh, man." Oh boy, I bet. Par- I bet parents, maybe not your parents, but I bet older people hated him. Uh a big Gen X hipster thing to be into. Like the Mr. T experience was a band. Like Mr. T was definitely like a Gen X hipster thing to and be into. it was into. just him singing about being a fool? Oh, no. It was also just, no, it was just his presence getting a, 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 a lunchbox. A lunchbox. No, that's the 70s, not the 80s. Uh, a, a lunchbox of Mr. T, you know, it was like. Wasn't you were Mr. Hipster. T in DC Cab? Absolutely. He had a career. So was Bill Maher. You know, Bill Maher was in DC Cab. Yeah. I think he sang in it. Wow. Wow. Crazy. 
Yeah, D- Irene Carey, I think, was in that. She was still making some fame money. Remember your name, fame. I'm going to make it to heaven. It's the dream of fame. If you can just become famous, everything well, will be fine. back then I get it because there was only one kind of fame. It was like <laughs> movies and television. Yeah. But now, like look at us. We could hit it one day. Or yeah. We could hit like, you just put your shit on YouTube. There's fucking famous people that are famous for opening up toys and being like, wow. Uh, it, it, and that's a good thing? <laughs> I mean, Sorry, as I yawn. it's good for one of the parents because you got these little nine-year-olds that are legally not allowed to have money. So you have these nine-year-olds that are making $50 million Ch- a child, year. Child stars of the internet? Oh, yeah. God. Ryan reviews toys. It's God. the fucking... Jesus Christ, I'm old. Yeah. I, well, I'm not old. I just... I, I don't. My life doesn't go in that direction. 1939, NBC becomes the first network to televise a pro football game, the Brooklyn Dodgers and the Philadelphia Eagles. Huh? Twenty three fourteen at Ebbets Field. That is a nineteen thirty nine score. Yeah, it was high flying at Ebbets. Twenty three fourteen. You know what I like? If you ever look at games from like the fifties and sixties, they turn the ball over. I swear to God, Keith, there are games they turn it over seven times. The other team turns it over four times. Like they possess the ball now. Turning it over is not a good. Do you want to know you one know? of my favorite things about modern NFL? Is dudes like Lance Briggs. And fucking Olin Krutz, even though he was offense, and Ray Lewis crying like little girls when these high-scoring games happen. <laughs> Where's the defense? <laughs> this defense was pathetic. Yeah. And they still try and like, well, at the end of the day, defense wins championships. No, it doesn't. <laughs> the Kansas City Chiefs had a mediocre-ass yeah. defense. They, they were down transcendent were, quarterback. They were down by 25 points with five minutes left yeah, in the fourth. Like, defense does not win championships. You're a bitter old man who doesn't want to accept that the game has changed and your positions are irrelevant. All you need is just four fast, large men to run it. There's no fucking, he's the Mike, and I'm the fucking bull, and fucking it's his jet, like all these specific like war tactic defense, like he's the soldier, I'm the fucking Like, no, you get four large, fast guys to run at the quarterback, and the quarterback needs to be, like, it's all offensive driven. And I just love when, like, it's 54-53, and, and instead of being like, wow, what a great game, they're just like, pitiful defense. This is just those defensive court Or those offenses were just that fucking good. Yeah, you know, it's the fact is the rules are, are for offense because, because they want to have higher-scoring games because people are just like, oh, let's see the scoreboard. It's oh, it's, it's got to look like a... Oh, That's why God. you don't understand it, though. It's, it's, it's video... Like no, no, Patrick... No. I understand it no, fine, Keith. Patrick Mahomes grew up playing Madden. <laughs> exactly. Where you fucking aired it out every play. Yeah, yeah. So, and that's why I don't shit on it because that's how the, those kids were playing those games and they were like, I'm going to learn how to actually play I like was going to say, yeah, exactly. That, so, that's what, yes. to shit on it is t- disingenuous. Like, they learned how to play like a video game. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, Could you do that, you old geriatric Well, now fuck? you can't. Now you can't because it, I'm, I'm convinced when they were young. Andy Reid's fat uh, punt pa- pass and kick ass, his footage. It, it, you ever see him on the field? Oh, as yeah. A quarterback? Yeah, it's hilarious. His fat beer belly out there with the one thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then the Coliseum in 1971. Yeah. yeah, I remember punt pass and kick. 
I remember being excited about that in the 70s and, and looking forward to watching that. Who's going to win pump? Because you wanted to I, do it. Why, of course I wanted it to be pump, pass, and kick. It was great. It was like, but it was like, you, that was like a good athlete. You know, you, you had to get on pump, pass, and kick. Jim Kelly in 1976 probably did that in Before in he was a San Antonio fucking you know, admiral or whatever. The fuck. <laughs> like a Houston gambler, exactly. Bro, they played know? in the Alamo Dome. Though. Yeah, <laughs> the San Antonio gunslingers were a team, absolutely. I tell you something, Rock. It's over. But I just you know? love, and I'm even loving it with comics and podcasts. I've, it used to, it's, and I hate saying this because I'm Mr. Cynical, but I'm kind of getting tired of the whole like, why do you care? It doesn't, <laughs> can you imagine caring like about anything like the election? Why do you care? Yeah. Who cares? Just have fun. Watch God. the world fall apart. Like yeah, it doesn't yeah, matter yeah, if you yeah. if you care, you're a loser. Can you imagine caring about yeah. who is the like? That, that, that is the thought of an immature mind. Just this that total like nihilist. I even understand it for humor, but when it gets beyond, I was even saying with my buddy Jeff, like yeah. it's getting to the point where it's kind of beyond like healthy. Funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's where you know it's fucked up socially because making fun of Bush for like costing American lives in a war seems perfectly reasonable oh, at yeah. this point of yeah. just like Bush is a guy you make fun of. He just started a war that we shouldn't have been in. Yeah. Like Trump is dangerous. Yeah. 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 It, it, it's uh, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, I, I don't quite, I mean, it is such, it is such a reveal of the failings of where the culture is at. There's so many but levels like, to, but even the that. whole, I'm getting a little sick of the whole, like, eh, just watch it burn. Oh, it, just that, have fun that, and watch it burn. No, that, that, that's like, that, that, that's a cop out. And, and you know, I've had impulses like that at different times. Even, I don't even, I'm not, not even you know, against no. it. What I'm saying is like, it's just heck at this yeah, point. Yeah. Like whenever I see someone go on a rant about like, you know, democracy's this analogy and we fucking, sh we're shitting them like whatever. We're fucking, we're a big fat guy and we're yeah. like, Whatever analogy of like how democracies failed, I'm just like, yeah, that's funny, but like, we've been doing this for the last ten years yeah. about like, yeah, nothing matters, chaos rules, it's funny, and it is, but yeah, it's chaos is only funny when it's not real. when hundreds when of thousands when of people not aren't real. dying when yeah, it's not yeah, real, yeah. yeah, yeah, when it's reality shows and yeah. fucking Kardashians, not when it's fucking. Yeah, Nazi rallies and shit. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it is. Again, I, I I read today the regulations that he they've tried to pull back the Trump administration. They are vast. They are vast what they've gone after. You know, uh, and, and they're going to obviously they're succeeding. Twenty five percent of the federal bench is now Trump appointees. There are eight hundred and seventy federal judges, including the Supreme Court, and two hundred and twenty two have been uh, uh, nominated and, and approved. And then I think Th you're they gonna... suppressed Obama getting a hundred judges on, on the federal bench. I mean, uh, Mitch McConnell. What, what, by the way, what's the deal with this? He hands? looks like Mason Verger. What, what, what's the deal with this? They're his like hands? charcoal black. What, what happened to I was, him? I had a Halloween costume. I was going to be Bubba from Forrest Gump. Was, was there some sort of ritual that he was doing or something? Yeah. Or, or is he just have? Is he got bad circulation? He was drawing a pentagram in ash. I mean, is, on is, a fucking. Is he he gonna... looks like Mason Verger from fucking <laughs> from uh, Hannibal. Yeah, yeah, he Call does now. actually. Yeah. <laughs> his face looks like it's sort of like I'll pull it up. Yeah, right now. It, 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 it's like split. It's, it's like. It's been plastered on, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And his voice, when he speaks, hey, when you've made that analogy, I didn't get why that didn't go better because you put you had like a split screen yeah. of his face and that guy. I'm like, that looks pretty good. Someone's you know? already done it. 
You know, I was like, that, that, hey, come on, Mick. You back in for one more time? I don't know, kid. This is where Frank Stallone makes his uh, yeah. film debut. Well, well you want to wind it down, though, Crow? Yeah, sure, man. Uh, yeah, we're at about... Hopefully I'm not about another hour. No, I'm just saying we're out of topics yeah. at this point. I'm we can. I'm not saying finish it now. We, again, we went into I'm Trump a little bit. We've got to go into Trump again, but it's just I, uh, I'm hoping. I do think it is funny, though, that they're preparing for the election in opposite ways. Uh, all the poor neighborhoods are starting to do rallies, getting people to vote, and yeah. getting people hyped up. And Beverly Hills is locking down Rodeo Drive because yeah. they're preparing for riots. Yeah. Yep. I don't know if they think Trump's going to win and people are going to loot or if they think that the Beverly Hills people are going to be upset that Trump loses yeah, and there's going to be militias running rampant. No, yeah, not there. But yeah, it. Uh, I have concerns about, um, and maybe I'm wrong. I've predicted these things, Keith, and, I, and I, I've been wrong on this and I'm prone to certain conspiracies. But I, I could just see, you know, if Trump loses, which I think he's going to lose. Yeah. And, and they then, were saying that they could flip some Senate seat. They only need to win three or four oh, Senate oh, oh, seats the, the, to turn the, 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 the yeah, Senate. The Senate, the Senate, they think is actually going to turn. I believe that's I, why I, if I, they could have held this fucking nomination off until the end of the election I, through I some know, sort of legal wrangling, I know, I know, it's a huge deal. You it, could have blocked it, it, it by it, winning this fucking well, Senate. Well, I, I think he's going to try to get it into the Supreme Court. You know, and, and it's just like, well, then he's going to try and win the election through the Supreme exactly. Court. Exactly. It, it, it's not through. But normal Comey, means. Barrett, Comey Barrett and I, I, even a bunch of the conservative judges has said that, like, we don't think the like we don't do shit like that. Like they've come out. Well, and said, no, like, well, eh. It's the same thing with Bush v. Gore in 2000. Are they going to use that as the precedent, you know, and, and try to rig it that way? And I'm sorry if that happens. I kind of think here's what is going to be fun. Here's what is going to be fun. And this is happens. where I will give the nihilism funny thing is the week that it takes to actually see who wins. That's going to be beautiful watching Trump meltdown on television and Twitter that whole week. Yeah. yeah while just, they actually count votes. Cause I think in his head, I was even thinking like him. <clears throat> Let's say Biden wins on election night. Yeah. They find, they just do the math and they say he's got enough. He's got two seventy. Yep. He's the president. They still have, uh, we still got to count votes for four days. Yeah, but he's got it. Yeah, I think in Trump's head, he'll think he'll think. Well, what if those other votes you haven't counted get me to two seventy? Like, I think in his Trump's head, it's like, well, whichever ones get counted first. If I if my if those what if all those ones you haven't counted yet are Trump votes? Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you, you would have counted you can't those extrapolate first, out. if you would have counted those first, I would have hit 270 yeah, first. Yeah, this uh, is a fraud. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. He's going to concoct some legal argument and, and just and throw every, a bogus lawsuit Every vote in. should be counted at the exact same time as two people look at each other but, like there can't. Yeah, yeah. In his head, he's going to, well, this is a scam. Whoever gets counted first is going to be the winner. Yeah, he's going to try yeah. and spin it like that. Yeah, I'm telling you, You dude, counted his votes first. I was talking to my... Uh, my, my writing partner today was an attorney, lifelong attorney, smart guy, good attorney. And he's like, he'll, he's going to have a bogus lawsuit that he's going to put in. And it's just like, it's gonna be Jesus all the, Christ, It's going man. to be all through his lame duck term is going to be the world trying to convince him that he's not the president anymore. It, it, it is just, it is, he cannot. And I think loses, it's going to be, it might be fucking, there might be some social uprest, but his reaction to that is going to be hilarious. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's. Uh, if you thought that debate was a meltdown, oh boy, get ready. Oh, I know. I know. Absolutely. When he loses the election, oh boy, get, his concession speech is going to be the greatest thing 
in the history yeah. of politics and pop culture. Well, if he does one, if he does one, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't he'll know what say he... he's doing a rally. Yeah. And yeah. like, and then he'll start a television network. He'll buy OAN. Oh my God. That's what I think he's going to do. He's going to buy oh. the one American news network. He'll I, I, call it Trump TV. Oh. He'll hire all the people that have been canceled off YouTube. Jones, yeah. Gavin McGinnis. Yeah. And he'll make billions of dollars. Well, he, he's uh, to pay for the lawsuits that he's going to have because he's going to get sued and jailed. That's yeah. also why he's afraid to lose the presidency. Well, absolutely. Because there's 10 fucking high level lawsuits ready to go in, yeah. a, in the yeah. barrel of a fucking gun the yeah. second he leaves office. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, he's going New, to jail New for York rape is, yeah, the second he leaves office. Well, New York is going after him. There's financial stuff, financial impropriety. Oh, there's fucking people they're, they're, buried they're, they're, in concrete foundations yeah. that are probably because of him. Well, I mean, you know, it's just the so mafia drove those concrete trucks that he's, built his buildings. <laughs> he's I mean, he is as mobbed up as it gets. He's a, he is a con man of the highest order. It's it's pretty incredible. Uh, he's, he's he's got a personality disorder. You know, I mean, it's just so, yeah, his reaction. You know, like I said this before, my brother and I have talked about it. You know, his you know, psychologist, psychiatrists have said he's a um, it's a sexual sadism is sort of his ultimate driving thing. Yeah. Sexual humiliation is one of the driving forces of him. And they tend to be. You know, they're able to push it and push the envelope. But when they finally get caught after pushing it and pushing it and pushing it, when they get caught, they have like one colossal meltdown. They didn't have one real like lash out. So it, it has the potential to be something really bizarre. You know, Hitler's lash out was World War Two. But I mean, like Trump's is going to be a little less out. Trump's going to be a little less. But but I mean, it'll be a little bit more verbal. Yeah, I think uh well, he's going to give a fuck you to the political system. There's no doubt about that. He, he, can't, he can't. He doesn't know how to manage it. He can't. You know. He doesn't realize that there's a certain skill to it. You know. It's just not just being a fucking salesman. And I don't even think marker. he understands the parties because he calls it the Joe Biden party. Like he calls he he thinks that the one there's a figurehead and and whatever whoever is the figurehead. That like she explained it to me. She was like, "That's a that's a fascist way of thinking." Absolutely. Of like, yes. In his head, it's not the Democratic Party; it's the Joe Biden. Party. Yeah, yeah. This this is a power recognizing power in a certain way and a certain threat to what you are. This is that power base. Yeah, yeah. It's a very kind of yeah. Absolutely, that is fascistic. I I agree. That's a, that's a very because fa- the fascism in this too. Again, I go back to stuff I've watched. The fascism of again. Of repeating the lie a thousand times and it becomes the truth. That's well, a that's major also thing. smarmy business guy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that that, that, that kind of goes into of that like, world too. He yeah. even does it. You see him of like when he's when he goes to his board meetings and he's in the fucking red, and they're like Donald, like you haven't turned a profit in fifteen yeah. years, and he's just like, oh, next quarter is going to be great, you know? and they're like, yeah, but this quarter's bad. Oh, but next quarter is going to be great. Like yeah. he just keeps telling them, next quarter is going to be great. Then he, he puts then ma- he puts a little coke on the table, oh, and they fucking do some fucking. They boof a little, boof a little lines. Well, I think he's an Adderall he, guy. And then he's an Adderall yeah, guy. and then but he gives them coke, whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but then they're all speeded up, and then they're just like, you know what? You're right. Next quarter is going to be great. Well, yeah. It, he can't just, do that with government, though. I think he realizes because that notion of like we'll run the country like a business. I think he quickly realized, oh my god, you can't do that. Well, you can't, that that is one of the biggest right wing lies that have, has been per- perpetrated forever for as long as I can remember. If you just had a businessman in there, he'd know how to get stuff done. 
its mandates are completely different. Now, what it's supposed to I do would is agree completely different. That you might want a couple of advisors that are business well, minded. Well, yeah, of course, you have to have an understanding yeah. of the relationship of the market. But not. I mean, it, it it is just not. It's not the same thing. You don't. Yeah, it's just not the same thing. It's just not the same thing. You know. And the, what a what a, a great public interest. What a great representation of our life right now on the TV. Yeah, the House of Cards. Oh, we're on top of it. Yep. Yeah, I wonder. Just I wonder. podcasting on top of the cards, <laughs> waiting for default. Yeah, to fall down. Yeah, I, I, uh, I think. I mean, the elections in a couple weeks, and I, I think he's going to lose. Uh, Five thirty-eight has him losing. I think eighty percent of the time. I also think those, and I sound like Mister Fucking Five Thirty-eight. Mister Polling. Sh- they were polling. so wrong in twenty sixteen, though. No, no, no. Uh, uh, Nate Silver and I and the Economist. That's why the Economist is a great magazine. The Economist. Pretty. They were like. Here is the path to Trump winning, and they fucking nailed it. They nailed it. Eight Where I am optimistic is every swing state that he handily was winning last time is he's a, struggling, or it's a toss up. Yeah, which he's I'm comfortable yeah, with toss yeah, up. Absolutely, because most of them are within the margin of error. And she, there's a lot of like left wing type news that is kind of like. Well, it's three percent in the margin of errors, two percent. Yeah, well, it's just yeah. like it's still in the margin of error. Yeah, like three percent doesn't mean he's going to win South Carolina. Yeah, yeah, or no, Texas because they're trying to say that like, oh, he might win Texas. Ah, no, that isn't going to happen. That that won't be allowed. The Republican Party's rigged it too well down there. So it, it just even uh, if he's leading day up, he's going to lose Wisconsin. Yeah, he's going to lose Michigan, and he's probably going to lose Pennsylvania. Who Which Trump? He all, Trump, yeah, and and those are three. Well, he and maybe won, he won Michigan and Pennsylvania last. Time. Well, exactly. That's what I'm saying. And yeah. he, won, he won Wisconsin too. He's not going to win those states. I've heard it's, it's close in 80, Florida too. It's it's basically eighty thousand votes is how he won in those three states. You know, so and those three states are going to flip. They're going to flip against him. And if that happens, he loses. Uh, and and that's probably going to happen. Well, he might lose Florida. Might lose. I think it's a closer race down there. Um, you know, but he, and whatever. So. But again, Biden has to get to 270 and like, I am the president now. He has to declare that, you know, this is our system. Yeah. This is how we decide. You know, the attorney generals are going to have to register this stuff. There's going to be a whole thing about the electoral That's college. That's funny how you have to treat it like <clears throat> one of your drunk friends who gets violent when he's drunk and he's locked himself in a room and you're yeah. like, I'm going into pee. I'm just going to pee. Yeah. Yeah. Don't do anything while I pee. Yeah. And then while you're peeing, you get someone to come in and fucking strong arm your friend out of your room. <laughs> I'm just coming in to get my shoes, man. But, but, but. Just let me in to get my shoes. <laughs> and then when you finally open the door, you have a fucking someone with a battering ram to fucking come in. That's how you're going to have to do it. Well, I mean, yeah, with uh, I mean, yeah, yeah Trump I mean, or Biden. Ha- and and, the, and the, see, he can't be. It has to be like an eight million vote win. Like it won't be a landslide. It's just not that way anymore. But 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 if he wins by like eight million votes, then it becomes like, listen, he's the legitimate fucking. Either president, way, man. he's going to say he it got was the fraud. majority of. Oh yeah, yeah. He, he's he's already framed that and said and, and is going to make that bogus lawsuit. We'll see if it gets thrown out. So people will get a civics lesson in, in sort of registering the votes, you know, and the attorney general is being involved in that process. And you know what type, what type of shenanigans are they going to try to pull in those states where it's somewhat closer? But I, but I I think that uh, if if Biden wins, women are going hard towards Biden. Uh, yeah. So so uh, you know. But you know what's interesting is Latin men, uh, not as supportive of Biden as they were of Hillary Clinton. Well, the Latin dudes love the spiciness. They like he tells people off. He talks. He talk, Trump talks to the Americans like they talk to their mothers. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking bitch! Let me listen to my shit. Yeah, he's such a 
He's he's such a thug, yeah, or but a poor thug. He's he's a clown. Yeah. Uh, it's it's been. He it's wants been, to be a shark, the, the, like in West Side Story. Yeah. Shh. This is it, man. The sharks never the, let him the, hang this out. This is where Mickey gets it. Yeah. Get out of the way, old man. Yeah. He the, wanted, the scene when he cries here, it's like. Oh, when he was like, you want to break me down? You he can't even hear what he's saying. Yeah. That's basically him crying. When Mickey died, you literally, it is, is it unintelligible? What is the word? You cannot decipher it or understand it or hear it. He's speaking just. Mickey, Mickey. He's speaking just Goomba. Hard Goomba. Well, yeah, but but this is because he he loses the fight. So he loses the fight. Then he has to deal with this. And this is the beginning of that, like, Rocky's searching for his soul. It was very much like a theme of, like, four and five, you know. He's going to avenge. Which is the one where they bring up that he's dumb and can't teach his kids stuff. (laughs) That's in two when he's illiterate. Yeah. You know, and he's reading to Adrian. I'm reading the book. And then Tom Sawyer through the (laughs) cast. I can say the Edward. I know that word. But you know something. He's reading Huck Finn. He's like, I know that word. <laughs> Adrian, I, I'm bored reading Huck Finn, but I'm learning how to read. That's an important thing. Well, because he was he doing commercial to, work yeah. and he couldn't read the cards. And he did like 30 takes and he couldn't do it, you know? We're doing the Eddie Murphy bit. We're talking like he's a real person. <laughs> you know, Rock's going to win this one, huh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You don't know what to do? Yeah. Listen, kid, how many years have I trained you? Well,. I'd say we wind it down here. Yes. This is good, though. And on a high note. Well, yeah. We're talking about, we're talking about winners three. and losers of elections. I'll tell you who was the winner. The yeah. people listening to this podcast. Of course they were. It was a good one. Yep. I think. We're, I actually I think, think this was a good one. Up. We're tightening it up. I feel a little bit better. Trying to get you guys to listen for more than 15 minutes. Yeah. 15 minutes is okay. I look at the okay. analytics. 15 is it's okay. Yeah, seriously. You know, I'm a little heartbroken. But but, but 15, well, you know. I, it is our fault. I, I probably, yeah. I haven't pulled my weight probably enough. Uh, but 15 minutes is okay. Look at the positive. At least it's 15 minutes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, Crow, sometimes we do three-hour-long podcasts. Yeah, that is true. Uh, <laughs> but, but, but but still, I mean, you know, what we say is not that compelling. Uh, yeah. But, but we're getting there. We're, we're staying on point better, focusing a little better. Yeah. You know? So. Well, also, I think sometimes once we r- realize we're out of topics, we can't just be like, well, we normally go three, so we have to go three. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just See, normally it. I would be like, well, we have to do two hours, or yeah. we have to do this, so let's just keep... Listen, has Let's been. just keep going, man. Get, 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 get out of my thing, has but yeah, Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, we'll be back next week. Subscribe to the channel. Uh, hit, the, hit the bell to get notified when we yep. post a new episode. Yep. Uh, we're going to be all up in your life. Subscribe. Instagram. I am at Keith Paisel everywhere. That is K-E-I-T-H-P-A-E-S-E-L. Adam is Insecure Comic on Twitter. And Adam Crocious on everything else. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Good job.